Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como Enfermedad cardíaca Asma Diabetes Y tienes 19 años o más 52 36 42 Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. So you said there's lights in the sky? The Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists.
Strange and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It's Thursday night, which is one of the nights we get together and talk about all of those things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what they are. We do it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And those things, those pesky things, those ideas, aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle propaganda and the general feeling that we live in the upside down you know we talk about extraterrestrials a lot and not just us in terms of you know the idea of troubled minds and these conversations and and everything else but pop culture has a way of really really running with the alien narratives you don't have to go back too far or even even really dig too too much to find a lot of alien stories and a lot of alien stories regarding uh, even what uh, first contact might look like um, it comes to mind that Star Trek. It was called First Contact, matter of fact, with uh, Zephyrm Cochran and, you know, the, the warp drive and all the rest of that. If you guys remember that, that uh, was a fun one. But it's, it is fascinating to me that uh, in terms of what aliens are or what, uh, you know, NHI, as we've been calling it recently, non-human intelligence and things like this, we, we think about entities and we think about some of the way these things might work in terms of. Uh, whatever human contact might look like with those with said entities, okay? But you know, we don't talk about a lot. Uh, we do a little more on this show than most places. But, but I think what we really need to be thinking about in in the long term is not really contact with entities themselves, but what does it look like when we actually have and achieve first contact with another dimension? For instance, uh, let's say that we are able to open up a tiny mini black hole, which we'll read about in just a sec. I'll tell you about that and uh, what inspired the show. Per usual, there's always an inspiration from somewhere. And what I mean is if you can create a mini black hole, it essentially becomes a window into an alternate dimension. Now, what that means and what that looks like is anybody's guess, because as far as I'm aware, we don't have any specific direct evidence from a parallel uh, dimension or parallel space or whatever you want to call it. Okay. We, far as I'm aware. All right. But that doesn't mean it, it hasn't happened. It doesn't mean that uh, there's not sort of a co-mingling between, you know, multiple existences and things like this. Maybe it's happening all the time. And maybe part of that, uh, part of the paranormal experience or the phenomenon as it's known in more recent terms is uh, maybe it is some sort of um, contact that's trying to happen from some space, some other space. And, and, and I mean, of course, the dimensional space, not uh, Alpha Centauri or whatever. So I don't know, lots of ways to look at this, lots of ways to think about it, which is what we're going to do tonight, because that's what we do on this show. And so the questions become, as we begin, what exactly would first contact with another dimension even look like? And then we'll talk about that. As you know, we're streaming in all the places. This is the most interactive radio show in the known multiverse, and it means we're we're doing it. We're on uh, 
We're on YouTube, Rumble, Rockfin, Twitter, and Twitch. Of course, we're broadcasting live on digital radio. That's the Trouble Minds Radio Network. That's uh, KUAP Digital Broadcasting, which, of course, stands for, you know, you got to have the K because west of the Rockies is K. East of the Rockies is W. So it's K and UAP, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. And that's how you find the radio station. Just type it in. KUAPDB is digital broadcasting, which means we're not on terrestrial radio. It's digital radio. And uh, it's all it's all legit. It's all paperwork filed. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, in, in As you know, this, like I said, is part of being the collaborative effort of these conversations and these shows and these ideas. Uh, the inspiration comes from you guys most times and uh, from some other place I can't really describe. Maybe it is another dimension. But um, but tonight we're we're going to Twitter for the inspiration to Brian Romilly, who who, again, I, I hold in high esteem. He's a very smart guy on Twitter regarding AI and a bunch of other things. And he's always sort of pointing out uh, that in a mundane seeming world, there's mysterious and amazing things happening all the time. He seems very much in the vein of what a troubled mind should be. And so it came from him. So we'll get to that article in just a sec. As usual, I'm going to read your comments as we go. So keep those comments coming. Keep the, keep the ideas coming. I appreciate it very much. The only rule is be nice to each other. That's it. Uh, if you want to punching bag anybody, I'm the target. And uh, I'll even get sick of that crap too. So uh, <laughs> I, I can and will uh, remove you from the chat. So that that's really the only rule. Like I don't come at, I don't come at people uh, intentionally because... I just think it's bad karma and bad juju and all the rest of that stuff. And it's it's just easier to be nice to people and uh, give give folks the benefit of the doubt. And that's what I would expect from you guys. And I know you're you're always very well behaved. So thank you for that. Uh, so here, that's the thing. That's what we're doing. Uh, we're also taking phone calls. If you want to be part of the show tonight, taking your phones, phone and old school, what, what they call, let your fingers do the walking. Remember those old commercials if you're, you're old like me. Uh, but just dial this phone number, 702-957-1037. You can find the phone number and the Discord link at troubledminds.org. Everything's there, by the way. All the uh, the, the Discord stuff, uh, uh, like I said, the phone numbers. You're going to get the social media, uh, the, the YouTube links, pretty much every damn thing you'd want about Troubled Minds, uh, the merch store, uh, how to contact me, all that stuff. It's all right there, troubledminds.org, one-stop shop. All right, let's do it. Let us begin, shall we? Now, here's the inspiration. This is where we start. There's this... Uh, sciencenatures.com and they have a blog section and in this blog section as tweeted by Brian Romilly earlier on Twitter uh, the headline is this researchers at Large Hadron Collider are confident to make contact with parallel universe in days oh <laughs> you, you don't say you don't say now uh, confidence and uh, science and making statements like this. Clearly, this is somebody's blog, uh, but they they sourced it back to the express.co.uk, which, of course, is a tabloid. So uh, that's good enough for me in terms of this is not truth. This is just uh, theory craft. This is thinking about uh, ideas in the abstract and what this might look like as if it were true. That's really what uh, Troubled Minds has always been about. Uh, just because I say it doesn't mean I believe it. Just trying to think out all the angles and possibilities here. And, and no matter how wild they might be. So straight to the article. Uh, so the astoundingly, actually, I'll just go straight to the write-up that I've got because it's better. Uh, the Large Hadron Collider is a marvel of modern science, acting as a high-powered particle accelerator that propels particles to near light speeds and then collides them together. These intense high-energy collisions can produce a plethora of outcomes, each one dependent on the energy level at which they occur. 
One such fascinating outcome projected to occur at higher energy levels could be the generation of many black holes. And we've talked about this in the past, that uh, the idea of uh, Stephen Hawking uh, describing a catastrophic vacuum decay, which would open up some sort of black hole uh, right here at CERN and gobble up the entire, well, I guess, solar system eventually and just grow and grow and all the rest of that stuff. And, uh, you know, some of that's been misinterpreted and, you know, conspiracy theorists run with it. And uh, I think it's it's fine conceptually because how would we know? It would be in, you know, a, a split second, a what, a tetrasecond or a... What what do they call them? The septillion second? I don't know. Whatever the hell they're calling the, the t- tiniest time slices anymore. That's basically what would happen. We'd be instantly trapped in in the uh, in, in a, a proverbial black hole and uh, a literal black hole. And the event horizon would would hit us hot and heavy, super fast, and we wouldn't even know what happened. I think time would stop and we would be stuck inside of a black hole. But what do I know? I'm just going off uh, theoretical physicists and physicists and what they say about this type of stuff. And, you know, whatever. Anyway, so blah, blah. That part's boring, right? I mean, it's a little little, little more boring, maybe not, uh, depending on who you are and what kind of stuff you're interested in. But we're not going to talk about that specifically tonight because instead we're going to talk about the opposite. And not that catastrophic vacuum decay and having the entire world get gobbled up in a black hole with this CERN collider, the, the super collider. But instead, uh, we're going to talk about these mini black holes. Now, theoretical physics and certain universal models like string theory posit that these high energy collisions from CERN could potentially generate these mini black holes. This phenomenon, however, requires the existence of extra dimensions. Ah, the plot thickens. Dimensions that extend beyond the three spatial and one temporal dimensions that we are familiar with. If these extra dimensions do indeed exist, then at specific high energy levels, gravitational forces could become potent enough to warp space-time, thereby forming mini black holes. Achieving this feat necessitates operating the LHC Large Hadron Collider at energy levels significantly higher than previous operations, hence the push to max out its energy levels. And this this article, actually, the uh, the blog here, is from uh, back in February. It is February of this year. But I thought it was uh, more fascinating conceptually to maybe issue some brand new news like, oh, I don't know, like the alien that landed in Las Vegas recently. Uh, well, well, that's a fun story. We've done a lot of aliens recently, but I thought this would probably be a little more fun. And, and I'll tell you why in a second here. So so as as we go, the question becomes, like I said, when we started. First contact with extraterrestrials has been widely explored conceptually through pop fiction, pop culture, the rest of the stuff, movies, all the media. People talk about it often. There's entire sub, uh, let's say, sub niches of interest in extraterrestrials that are, um, you know, just super fascinated with it. And, uh, of course, for for experiencer reasons and uh, the abduction phenomenon and all kinds of things, okay, which we know. But the weird part is, so that we've explored, like I said, when we started, but the additional part we have not explored just yet is, at least at length, is what does it look like when you achieve contact from another dimension? Would it be necessary to have some side, um, some sort of actual black hole like this, like a mini black hole? And think of it this way, too. Uh, before we actually gain access and have any sort of 
uh, scientific, uh, let, let's call it even an expedition, even if we're going to fire like photons through these many black holes as they open, um, we still wouldn't know what's on the other side. It would be like peeking through a microscopic window to see into another dimension. Okay, so it would be very difficult to determine what that looks like long term. Of course, the technologies would have to change and et cetera, so on. But if we prove they're there, these other alternate dimensions, proof positive from CERN, if we prove it, then what does it look like? And think of it in terms of this. You ever seen that that TV show Fringe? Yeah. In Fringe, they have a way to communicate to another dimension. Okay. And that exact thing is, and we'll revisit this as we go, in the TV series Fringe, a typewriter serves as a fascinating method of communication between our universe and a parallel one. The typewriter connected to a mysterious mirror-like device allows messages to be sent across dimensions. When a key is pressed in one universe, the corresponding key moves on the typewriter in the other universe, allowing for a text-based dialogue between the two sides. Expanding on this concept in light of our current discussion, such a device represents a tangible, physical form of trans-dimensional communication. It's a technology that, although appearing simple, is deeply profound, enabling the bridging of different realities. Imagine a device capable of communicating not just between two dimensions, but with a multitude of alternate realities. Instead of a typewriter, it could be more a more advanced interface that allows for complex data exchange. The device could be connected to a network of alternate dimensions, facilitating an interdimensional internet. The collective knowledge and insights from countless realities could be at our fingertips, leading to unprecedented advancements in science, technology, philosophy, and more. Now, of course, while that's a wild idea, and of course, Fringe is just a TV show, I always loved the, the, the way they presented that typewriter. Again, just a very mundane thing that sat there on a desk, again, uh, connected to this mysterious mirror-like device, as we said, which obviously gave it its dimensional ability. But when you press a key here in our dimension, elsewhere, the key also becomes depressed, okay? Meaning we're communicating dimensionally. Now, if this was happening... In many different ways, let's say through some technology we do not understand as of yet, my mind goes to paranormal experiences. My mind goes to this phenomenon that we're always talking about. My mind goes to maybe consciousness bridging of one Michael Strange to another in another place. You get what I mean. Assuming all that stuff is real. Because, of course, we're just talking theoretically here in terms of what may be real or what may not be real, of course. You have to consider both. And so that is where we begin. Now, what does it look like? Do you think it's too wild to suggest that paranormal experiences, things that are more spooky here in our world, are possibly a tickle from another dimension? Somebody may be tapping your shoulder, trying to maybe your own self even trying to get your attention to a space outside of our space, something like that. I don't know. A lot of ways to look at this, a lot of ways to consider it. That, that typewriter, though, I love it. I absolutely love the idea of something so mundane 
as an old school typewriter clicking keys to communicate to our dimensional foes, rivals, friends? <laughs> How would you quantify it? I have no idea. So those are a lot of questions to start. So back to where we began. What exactly does it look like when we finally make first contact, not with entities, well, of course, maybe, because there might be entities in another dimension, but what does it look like when it first happens? And what do we notice? I guess it becomes the other question, because if it's happening now with this spooky stuff, like I was saying, with maybe some paranormal activity and things like this, or maybe like this typewriter situation, or, you know, sort of like a, maybe a piano starts playing by itself and people think, wow, that's, you know, not the mechanical player piano kind, but like, that's not supposed to do that. So what if somewhere else, somebody's actually playing that piano outside of a paranormal space? And trying to communicate. That's what I want to know. That's where that's where I'm at. And uh, as usual, taking your calls if you want to be part of the show. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. We'll get into a bunch more here. But this article is fascinating as hell. Now they're talking about uh, again. Um, this gets into a, a place called gravity's rainbow, which is a new scientific theory that specifically states that uh, time itself in our universe has been eternal. It's been ongoing forever and there was no big bang. There was no singularity. There was no cosmological beginning, which means of course there's no cosmological end. That's a whole different thing. We can get into that a little bit later if you're if you're interested. But so uh, straight from the the blog here it says, uh, quote, "We have calculated the energy at which we expect to detect these many black holes in gravity's rainbow," which like I said, fascinating. We'll get to that. This is the quote. If we do detect many black holes at this energy, when then we will know that both gravity's window and extra dimensions are correct, of course, in theoretical thought. When the Large Hadron Collider is fired up to the energy uh, is calculated in tera electron volts, yeah, that's right, T-E-V, tera electron volts, is one trillion electron volts, uh, that's a lot. That's a big number. Up to now, the uh, the LHC has hunted for many black holes at energy levels be- below 5.3 of these tera electron volts, and but most the most recent study says this is too low. Instead, the model forecasts that the black holes might form at energy levels of no less than 9.5 tera electron volts in six dimensions and 11.9 tera electron volts in ten dimensions. Okay. Now you see how weird this gets super fast because back to that fringe typewriter. And how does that work in terms of dialing in like a radio frequency to communicate with, oh, I don't know, that reality instead of this reality? Or let's say you want the third reality down. How do you tune your magical typewriter? And of course, just conceptually speaking, because I really don't know. And that was a fictional story, though good, still fiction. But that kind of puts us in the space I need to be uh, to keep going and keep on trucking with this. And that's really what this is about. As always, we do what's called drinking the maybe juice, conceptual thought and thinking about ideas that really don't get a lot of play. And uh, if they're fascinating to me, that's good enough for me. Whether I know enough about it or not, I think it's fun to, to guess and speculate on what it means, not just to be human in this realm, but human contacting 
other realms. And uh, again, uh, as usual, looking for theories and ideas and what all this stuff looks like. And um, yeah, that's what's going on in my mind. I hope you guys are well tonight. Back to this. So now detecting these many black holes, should they come into existence, would serve as this inaugural step towards making contact with an alternate dimension. The creation of such black holes from CERN, these many black holes, would empirically validate the existence of extra dimensions, which could potentially host alternate universes. Detection would likely hinge on identifying the decay products of these black holes, given that black holes themselves cannot be observed directly. The detectors installed in the Large Hadron Collider, known for their sophistication, would identify these decay products as a set of particles. Which again, we've heard, we've heard about the God particle and the, the, the Higgs boson and all the rest of that, the Higgs field. Uh, taking energy into matter through the Higgs field, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of amazing theoretical physics in this. Uh, so the uh, straight back to the article, the successful creation and detection of many black holes would have far-reaching implications, profoundly affecting both physics and philosophy. Uh, now we're talking. It would provide empirical evidence supporting the existence of extra dimensions, which up to this point has remained a theoretical concept. This, uh, this evidence would necessitate a substantial revision of our current physical models leading to a new understanding of gravity, quantum mechanics, and the fundamental structure of the universe itself. I think that's probably good enough. And uh, let me mark my place and right about there. And yeah, so that's what's on my mind tonight. Why not? Like I said, uh, th there is that story that's in the news that's going around super crazy about the aliens that landed right here in Las Vegas. I do live in Las Vegas. And it is uh, interestingly close to my house where all this went down. And um, I... Didn't see any aliens. Uh, this happened May 1st, apparently. Uh, so that's kind of a, just an alternate story that's uh, kind of going around Twitter and whatnot. And it's going viral. And maybe we'll talk about it as it develops. I kind of don't like jumping on every damn story to talk about it as a conceptual thought because it's it's a little less, uh, let's say a little less beefy. It's just, well, here's the story. You think it's real or nah? And that's just a lot less fun. So without an angle, I kind of hate just doing it straight. But if this thing develops, and they're saying, by the way, this alien thing, aliens landed in Vegas, uh, they saw them, uh, they called 911, the cops came out, wild stuff. I'm going to follow it closely. They're saying that uh, they're, they, they're telling these individuals to not talk. And, and, and now they're even saying that, uh, again, from, from sources, I don't want to tell you. Who said what just yet? Because it's completely unclear because it's all a bunch of hearsay. But we'll get to that maybe next week or maybe the, the following week. But they're saying that the, the cops were having their um, cameras scrubbed of this alien contact thing. So eh, I'm not sure what to think about that just yet. We'll gather more information and get back to that next week. But what do you think about actual dimensional first contact what does it look like love to hear what you think 702-957-1037 at 702-957-1037 this is troubled minds i'm michael strange don't go anywhere we got matthew in colorado we got david on the road and your calls as well when we return be right back
Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated, and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podcasticaudio.com slash easy. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We're streaming on YouTube, Rockfin, Rumble, Twitter, and Twitch. We are broadcasting live on the Trouble Minds Radio Network. Tonight, we're taking your phone calls as we discuss the idea of first contact, but not necessarily ET, as everybody wants to consider. No, this time, we're talking dimensional first contact. What would it be like if we actually were able to reach through the ether, through the multiverse itself, and get a glimpse into another space. 
Now, as part of that, what does it look like conceptually speaking? Uh, again, some sci-fi stuff has covered it pretty well. Uh, we can go to Stranger Things with the upside down and opening a portal and you get the, the Demogorgons running through and, you know, all that madness and Vecna and everything else, which is kind of cool. Maybe. Why not? Uh, if we're talking, you know, end of times type uh, apocalyptic type stuff, which is fine. It's fine to laugh and consider. And, you know, if that happened, there's not much we could do about it anyway. But, well, I mean, I guess we go fight the demons. Lock and load and go fight the demons. <laughs> is that what we do? In any case, um, thank goodness that's not happening. Uh, but uh, so there's that. But then there's also the idea of the fringe typewriter, which is one of my favorites. Uh, in the TV series Fringe, a typewriter serves as a fascinating method of communication between our universe and a parallel one. The typewriter, connected to a mysterious mirror-like device, allows messages to be sent across dimensions. When a key is pressed in one universe, the corresponding key moves on the typewriter in the other universe, allowing for a text-based dialogue between the two sides. Now, that's pretty wild, but doesn't it remind you of ghostly interactions here in sort of a paranormal space? So could you say, as part of this, that it's possible that we're always in contact or trying to maybe acknowledge contact from a dimensional space. I don't know. Uh, maybe as part of that, uh, let's give it a big fat maybe to start. And I don't know because I'm not the answers guy. Love to hear your thoughts on this. 702-957-1037. Let's mix this, mix this up. I think, uh, I think David was first anyway. Let's go to uh, David on the road. Hang tight, Matt. We'll get to you in just a sec. David, you're on Trouble Binds. How are you? And go right ahead. Hello, hello. I think we have a one of the disconnect issues or something, something. Test to test. No, David. No, David. We'll get to our uh, our, our uh, doppelgangers as well. I think that kind of fits into this nicely. And uh, of course, when you talk about parallel dimensions and the the idea of Fringe, the the TV show, there is um, a little bit a uh, little bit of weirdness happening, right? A little bit of weirdness. What's up, Truth Frequency, as per QOC, says Jake? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, waiting for David to get back here. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's give him just a sec. But yeah, that's, that's what's on my mind tonight. This idea of this, if we're constantly being, um, let, let's say, hailed from uh, somewhere else, would we even notice it? And I think that's the weird part about this, because we might not. Uh, it might be uh, sort of like that Gary Nolan, um, you know, uh, IQ test of a civilization, like he said recently, which stuck with me. I think that's an interesting way to look at maybe uh, having contact from from someplace else. Would would we be smart enough to even recognize that that that's what was was going down? Let's try it again uh, one more time, David. This is a uh, there we go, David on the road. You're on Trouble Minds. Thanks for being patient, everybody. Go right ahead, sir. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you this time, uh, loud and clear. Go right ahead. What What are your thoughts? What do you got for us? Um, well, you brought up the uh, the black hole, uh, that the um, mini black hole that CERN is trying to do, or has they have they done? I don't know. Um, uh, not yet. I, I think they're they're working on it. And this this article says that uh, the researchers are huh. confident they're they're going to make contact with a parallel u- universe within days. But this was back in February. So if this happened, huh. well, they didn't tell us about it, did they? Very interesting. Uh, you know how I like to talk about John Teeter. <laughs> um, you know, his, uh, he, he had said that when, when CERN had uh, discovered the God particle, that's when they started to uh, understand dimensional travel between worlds and uh, timelines or, you know, different uh, lines. 
and um, and they that he said that they were able to develop many black holes, uh, singularity many black holes, and um, and it, they used it in the time machine that he he had. So they had had two many singular black holes in this time machine, and they were both spinning in different directions, and and that would allow gravity and all, all these different effects to uh, be developed in order to, to travel in, in those dimensions. Um, I, I find that really interesting that, uh, <laughs> that they're talking about that now. That's uh, pretty wild. Yeah, in creating these things. And actually, uh, so the first thing, like I said, would be a window somehow. You'd be able to sort of get these little sneak peeks because these black holes, uh, uh, the mini black holes, again, they're going to be at tiny, tiny, um, uh, almost quantum levels. They'll be so so small, but they'll, be, they'll, and they'll, they'll open and then they'll close. So we're going to be able to have these tiny glimpses and maybe lots of tiny glimpses at the same time. And how do we peek through that? I don't know, but I'm sure they're working on it. That's for sure. Uh, what, what else you got regarding that? I, I think it is fascinating that that does go back to black holes or sort of that the, the, the basis of time travel and a lot of this stuff, a lot of these stories. And, um, well, maybe it is the, the big circular time business and we're just uh, catching up to ourselves in, well, in real time, I guess. Yeah. Um, also in the movie, uh, or not the movie, but the, the, the show, the TV show Fringe, you know how uh, the, uh, the, the the scientist, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name in the show. It's been a while. But how he developed a uh, type of a TV screen that could look into the other dimension. And he could look at his uh, his son that was that was uh, healthy. And, and his son in his dimension was, was unhealthy. And uh, he was trying to figure out how to, how his, well, how his son in the other dimension uh, got got sick and how how he got got better and in the other dimension the other him created the serum to help his child and so he had to figure out a way to get to the other side to the other dimension to get that formula because uh, his his TV got broken so he couldn't see well I can't remember exactly how it all went but so it's interesting that you say uh, be able to see a glimpse you know into the other you know world um that would be interesting uh, yeah I, I think a lot of it had to do with like water and and uh yeah <laughs> um about traveling to the other other dimension you have to be on top of a lake certain types of uh um, portal type of entrance type of things they're always on top of water or something but anyway yeah go ahead yeah, well, it, it, it's wild that we, before any of that stuff happens, before we can, you know, cross over into these spaces, at least, you know, in, it, while we still keep our meat suit anyway, we're going to be able to peek. I mean, and that's going to be probably yeah. the most exciting thing ever is like you're describing like this TV or like I said, like that sort of the, the precursor to that, this, this fringe typewriter. Uh, this is what that's going to look like. It's going to be some sort of, uh, like, like it said in the, the article there, like some sort of possible uh, interconnected dimensional internet of sorts first and you know maybe i think morse code through these wormholes and i mean you'd be i guess firing into the dark or unless there's a you know a a parallel earth in the exact same place and you know what i mean like that whole mirror dimension business who knows man it gets gets super weird but the first peak is going to be absolutely wild assuming they haven't already done it (laughs) and that becomes the question right right yeah, I mean, is that is that similar to a spooky action of the distance? You know, 
well, one particle is the same, you know, can connect to the other, you know, and, and, uh, and be able to, uh, con you know, I guess, uh, communicate or, you know, they, they can change at the same time. And, and uh, I guess if, the, if you're looking through another dimension and it's, it's the same or parallel dimension, there's going to be things that look the same and then something will, will uh, be out of place and that, that will probably trigger someone to go, wait a second, here's, here's something different. And then that would help them understand that what they're seeing is another dimension. So I would, I would say that that would be the, the first thing to trigger them uh, to know that they've made it work is to actually see something that's different because most things I think would be the same until, you know, there's always something a little bit off, a little different, and that's going to make them know that they've done it. Um, anyway, I <laughs> just, I'm just talking out the top of my head here. Um, that, hey, about guys, that. You and me both, you and me both. It's okay. I, that's why we do this. Uh, sometimes, like I always say, uh, my mind works best when my mouth is moving. And so, yeah, so, so this is, it is a weird one. It is a weird one. Do you think that we have actually maybe uh, made contact in this sense? Do you think this is actually a thing or what about that paranormal aspect? Like I said, not just that typewriter from fringe, but what about like, you know, spooky paranormal stuff, like somebody playing a piano uh, and it's, you know, we, in the old days, we'd be like, oh, it's a ghost. It's a spirit. But what if it's the opposite? It's nothing like that at all. It's just somebody playing the keys with some sort of technology elsewhere, trying to communicate with us. What do you think about that? Yeah, or uh, or the uh, I'd say the other dimension maybe so close to that one product, you know maybe maybe that one product is is exactly the same or so close to being the same in the other dimension that when it's being played it could be you know uh, communicating with the other the other product you know so you have two two pianos that are exactly the same built the same have the same numbers have the same type of you know qualities and and somehow it can be resonating through the dimension to the other when it's being played or you know or you know in, in an intense fashion like you know where someone's really focusing on that play it could you know send that information to the other I, you know like a like a sympathetic resident kind of you know reaching out so to speak uh, yeah, it's wild to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, so, do you think they've achieved this, or do you think this is just science fiction and probably will be for I, for quite I, some time? I I think it, it's possible that they have, but uh, if not now, then then they will. I, I think it's very possible because uh, I, I think that there's I think that there's multiple uh, I guess dimensions uh, or lines. I don't I don't see anything. Uh, uh, impossible to that because it's like uh, it seems like when you look out further into space and in, in outer space and, and look at you know all the things out there and it just looks like it goes on forever and and you you see these spiral galaxies and it's just so many and it just seems like the impossibility of of you know improbable things it just it just seems like it's just very possible that anything anything's possible uh seeing something like that endless endless time out there in space it just seems uh just simple simple to think that anything's possible when you see something like that 
Um, yeah, yeah, especially you know, like like maybe <laughs> maybe we didn't, but maybe maybe something else out there has uh, has maybe had right. access. What and what about it too in in uh, in the realm of AI? I mean, I, I've been saying recently that the you know large language models and the latent space, the black box model, all that stuff, maybe that's like that fringe typewriter in in the same sense yeah. that you, you were we're ta- typing something here and it's coming back from somewhere else that's not here. That's a, that's a wild thought too. Well, we'll, we'll uh, tie that in as we go. But but who knows? I mean, I mean, because how, how would you know yeah. uh, re- regarding that information where it comes from? But yeah, wild stuff. What else right. you got, my man? Because they, they don't know how it really works, right? They, they're kind of like, well, you know, we we did this, but we don't really know how it works. Is that what they're, you know, the, the um, GPT and all that? You know, the AIs is not the black box kind of thing because they don't know exactly how it works. Yeah, they they don't know where the information is coming from. So it's aggregating all that data, <laughs> but then it's 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 using it and it's predicting yeah. uh, what we want from it. So they they don't That's they don't really know exactly. Spooky. Yeah, it's called the hidden. They call it the hidden layer. And uh, nobody oh. really knows where that's coming from. And it, hey, maybe it is like that typewriter from Fringe. You never know. You never know. Fantastic yeah, stuff, my know, man. It reminds me of electricity. They don't really know what makes it up and where it really comes to. You know, it's like they can't really figure out electricity either. But know how to create it, you know. But what is it really? You know, where does it come from? And uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of spooky stuff. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I guess that's all I got for you. Amen. Right on. <laughs> be safe. Out there. All right. <laughs> David yeah, on the road. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the call. That's uh, that's David. Uh, be safe. Uh, uh, if you want to give David a follow, he's a fantastic guitar player, a fantastic guy, as you can tell. Uh, very smart. Uh, links in the description. Troubleminds.org forward slash friends. Actually, I didn't add him, so I will do that. I'll get your uh, YouTube and add it to that. But uh, check later on after the show. You can follow David on his YouTube channel. He's over there shredding on guitar and doing some other cool stuff as he travels around as a truck driver. Uh, what do you think? We're still talking these parallel universes in fiction. 702-957-1037. Fiction or otherwise. Do you think we've actually achieved this? And back to the idea of that, uh, again, the typewriter. Now imagine a keyboard, like like the same thing. We have so many keyboards, and I call them sort of the digital Ouija board in this sense. But imagine all the typing that's happening here on all these, these devices. Is there, in the other sense of that possible keyboard situation, keys being tapped in the inverse somewhere else? Mm, don't really know. Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. Let's go to Matthew in Colorado. Thanks for being patient, my friend. You are on Troubled Minds. Go right ahead. What do you know about alternate universes and first contact? Well, I, I think I'd like to start with um, sort of a bigger picture um, idea. And I've mentioned this before. I think that perhaps uh, modern science and advances in science are actually kind of proving um, concepts that we used to call spirituality or older concepts. So what I'm getting at is that um, there's things that um, people have uh, believed and thought about and uh, go back thousands of years uh, that were, you know, spiritual concepts. But then um, science kind of starts to be proving them out. Like, so, for example, about um, multiple dimensions, well, that's part and parcel of uh, spiritual thoughts and, and different 
religions and, and, and things like that going back thousands of years. But then now all of a sudden we have, you know, quantum physics um, starting to say that we have um, you know, 12 or 13 different dimensions and everything like that. And so we have this, um, I think, a, a convergence between science and spirituality, where uh, one was sort of the science was really solid and materialistic and it, things like that, but the spirituality was very woo-woo and, and mystical and everything. And then now the science is going, hey, you know, maybe there's uh, other dimensions and maybe there's some to this consciousness thing. You know, like when I think the $22 million they gave to Bigelow was was actually a grant to investigate consciousness. And so after they did their studies and investigations into ETs, they were realized um, there's something else going on here that maybe has to do with other dimensions. Maybe it has to do with consciousness. Uh, maybe we don't know that, you know, maybe these aren't just nuts and bolts crafts. So let's give you $22 million to investigate the, the consciousness side of things, the other dimensional side of things. And, and, and so I think there's been, a lot of things happening for a lot of years where science seems to be confirming, proving a, a lot of spiritual, you know, quote, spiritual concepts that have been around for thousands of years. And I think that this idea of the transdimensional communication. All right. So we can look at CERN and the little mini black holes and whatever. But I think that we also have already uh, perhaps evidence of this transdimensional communication that it's, it's already happened. Um, we have people that have, uh, you know, been, there's hundreds of books written by people that um, called trans channelers, um, uh, receiving information, supposedly, supposedly. Um, from other consciousness and other beings and angels, not just extraterrestrials, but but other beings and intelligences and consciousness uh, from other dimensions. You know, not just like physically some other planet extraterrestrials, but other dimensions and, and beings that say, hey, we're from the sixth dimension. You know, there was the... The, it was a big thing, the the Book of One by Ra, six-dimensional being, very popular, very well read, um, but but there's hundreds of these. And, and these are, um, you know, supposedly uh, communications coming trans-dimensionally from higher-dimensional beings communicating with, you know, human beings into their minds. And, and providing information. So I think that sort of um, first contact with ultra-dimensional, trans-dimensional beings, that's already been done. That 
that's been, you know, perhaps, perhaps has already been done, been happening for decades, has, has been recorded. I don't know if it's legit or not. I mean, I've seen a lot of it. I read a lot of it. Um, some of it seems to pan out. Some of it is total BS and nonsense. But I, I also was thinking about, if you imagine, I've used the example before, uh, that the dimensions, like if you picture an onion, and it's got the rings of the onion, if you cut an onion in half, and it's got the different rings, then there's a little layer between them. And then if you imagine that those are dimensions, so at the inner part of the onion, there is, um, let's call that Earth and the material realm. And the next part out is, let's say, the astral realm. And then there's layers beyond that, the fifth dimension, the sixth dimension, all the layers out of the onion. Okay. So if, if you can picture that. But then let's imagine that instead of it being an onion, Let's imagine it um, kind of like a, the Russian dolls, one inside the other. And these are balloons with inside balloons with inside balloons. Okay, now what happens if the innermost balloon has like an explosion or something protruding out of it? Okay, so that's going to poke that balloon out into the next layer of the onion or balloon. And it's going to have an effect. So, uh, you know, if you imagine, like, when we started exploding nuclear weapons, okay, this is uh, demolishing the, the atom. And, and this is when the, <clears throat> supposedly, there's a theory, this is when a lot of the ET stuff started up and the surveillance and, and the Maelstrom uh, 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 base in 1967 where they came and shut down all the nukes and stuff it, you know there's one theory it's because they didn't want us to nuke our planet but the other idea might be like I'm talking about this balloon theory and the onion layer theory is that what was going on was we were interrupting and interfacing with other dimensions our balloon was pushing out into their balloon affecting their dimension and they're like, hey, no, you, you're messing with us. This stuff can't go on. We, we can't let you humans do this stuff. It's messing with our dimension, right? Yeah, yeah. we've talked about that a little bit in, in the sense of if, if we split the atom and, it, and it's such a catastrophic effect uh, just on this side with the explosion, is it possible that uh, on the other side that release of energy is, is also disrupting something elsewhere, sort of in the next realm over? whatever that means, or even multiple realms over. And maybe, uh, you know, they've suggested that uh, that's what was knocking the UFOs out of the sky back in the 50s or whatever, for, you know, late 40s, 50s, when they started coming coming back and doing the extensive nuclear testing. So so who really knows? I don't know. It's it's some theories. It's, uh, it's fun to think about. What else you got? We got about a minute left. Yeah, well, you know, that's pretty much it. I, I, I think that... Um I don't think it requires the large Haldron super collider to make mini black holes that last for like a microsec um, to create an interface with other dimensions. I think that interface already exists. I, I think that through all the things that, you know, list them all out, meditation, 
psychedelics, uh, higher states of conscious dreaming, etc. That um, there are other um, interfaces uh, to the other dimensions, and that transdimensional communication and first contact uh, that are available. We don't need that science and technology for it, but I think the science and technology might be able to prove this out. And I look forward to that because I think that science is proving the spirituality. Nice. I love it. I love the take as always. Uh, great stuff from Matt. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate the call. Always a pleasure. You have a fantastic night. Matt here, a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show. You know him. You love him. You can find uh, his books down below. Links in the description. Troubledminds.org forward slash friends. There's uh, Matthew's books here. Please give it a, a, a check it out. Uh, give him a look. If, uh, if you're looking to buy yourself something, check out one of Matt's books. You can't go wrong. Appreciate it, Matt. You're the best. Have a fantastic night. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're talking the cosmic conduit, this dimensional first contact. Has it already happened, as Matt suggested? What do you think? Be right back. More Troubled Minds on the way. Looks like we got Derek the Night Stalker and your calls as well. ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital, así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. People, people are going to go.
random, random, random images as they traverse neurons in the brain. Yeah, all right, so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, and they also feel them planting or receiving memories or ideas or images. Broadcasting live on the Troubled Minds Radio Network. That's KUAP Digital Broadcasting. Tonight, we're considering the thought of first contact, but not extraterrestrials as you might expect. What about first contact with a place? First contact with a dimension? First contact through possibly, as Kelly just said during the break, maybe an Indra's Web situation. I don't know what's going on here. As uh, Matthew was saying, fantastic call from both David and Matthew. It's possible we've already done this. We've we've had channelers claim all kinds of things. Edgar, Edgar Casey, if you believe any of that stuff, uh, again the raw, like um, like uh, Matthew was saying, there's been a lot of people that claim they can channel things out from other places, dimensions, what have you. And so I guess that might be one way to look at this: channeling as a form of dimensional first contact. But how weird does it get? And I'd love to hear your thoughts, as usual, streaming in all the places, uh, broadcasting on digital radio, taking your phone calls at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And this idea of communicating, uh, again, we're starting with with the idea of CERN tonight and creating these, you know, uh, the Large Hadron Collider and creating these, these mini black holes that we can peek through into possibly other dimensions, other realities. And so peaking is one thing. Communicating is another. Moving from, you know, dimensional spaces with a meat suit is something else entirely. But the first step has got to be perceiving something's there. And then the next step would be some sort of scientific communication basis. But it reminds me of this, this fringe typewriter. Just real quick, brief, we'll go, and then we'll go to Derek. In the TV series Fringe, a typewriter serves as a fascinating method of communication between our universe and a parallel one. The typewriter, connected to a mysterious mirror-like device, allows messages to be sent across dimensions. When a key is pressed in one universe, the corresponding key moves on the typewriter in the other universe, allowing for a text-based dialogue between the two sides, which is awesome and creepy and, again, parallels so many things in regard to that phenomenon from our side, whether that's going to be paranormal or what have you. But uh, the questions, of course, tonight are as follows. What do you think we've actually made contact through through dimensions or one way or the other, us contacting or them contacting us, has it happened already? Number two, what does that look like in terms of technology or in terms of consciousness or the spirituality or whatever else? Let's do it. Uh, thanks for being patient, my friend. Derek the Night Stalker. 
Derek in Massachusetts. What's up, my man? You're on Trouble Minds. Go right ahead. Here we go. What's going on, my great show tonight? Awesome Thank you. Stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a weird one. Uh, I know you've seen Fringe, and we talked about this typewriter before, back when we were on uh, Ryan Gable's show, matter of fact. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I, I actually have not seen Fringe. Like, Ryan keeps bringing it up every time I'm on the show, just to, just to embarrass me. Like, Fringe and the X-Files are the two shows that... Uh, the two like biggest gaps in my list. I, I haven't seen them yet. I have to have, like I'm, I'm like halfway through Rex Files right now, and the Fringe is coming after that. Um, nice, but but yeah, like it's this idea, this like the multiverse in general, and the idea that there are other universes that can be contacted in general. We've talked, we've been talking about it for two years now. Like it's, it's absolutely massive. Like if you're, and we talk about the power of attention. Uh, and the idea of them trying to manifest something or the, the idea of them seeding the zeitgeist with specific ideas for who knows what reason. The multiverse is like the biggest idea that they've seeded over the past probably five years. Um, I have a few examples here first. But, um, but so I want to say like, I, I don't know if it was on Ryan's show or from the New Year's show or whatever, but I think my, my like prediction for, the, for New Year's for last year was some kind of like mad scientist CERN accident. And I think for this year, it was like make contact with another, to get a glimpse or make contact with another universe in the multiverse or like or a fake, a fake version of that. Like if we talk about blue beam or fake alien invasion and that type of stuff, I think that if they do something like that, it will manifest in a fake contact with another dimension. Or well, um, like that's the idea that they're really, really, really shoving down our throats um, across the board. So like, First, Stranger Things was a major one. Obviously, everybody knows that. And they did the pr- uh, promotion for season five where they literally projected and built these giant rifts all over the monuments, like 14 different monuments all over the world. Um, again, just like seeding this idea and just the literally people like seeing these fake versions of actual rifts opening up and things slithering, crawling in um, all over the world. It was, it's absolutely, if we're talking rituals, that's a, a giant one. Um, and then in Marvel right now, so they just started Phase 5 with uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania, which we'll get to in a second. But all of Phase 4, so everything from uh, Avengers Endgame with Thanos to like a month ago or two months ago was, was the beginning of the multiversal saga. And like every project that they did was some different variation of contact with another dimension in the multiverse. And all of these things kind of co- like colliding, combining together. So, and they call it the multiversal saga. So that starts, that starts with Loki, where they have like a time travel aspect to it, things outside of reality, but it crescendos with the introduction of Kang, um, Kang the Conqueror, who's this Thanos for the next like 10 years, basically, or the next seven years in Marvel, um, who literally did this. He's like the smartest man in the world from the year like 3100 or something, and he realizes that there are other universes, other versions of himself all across something that they call the multiverse. And he figures out a way to make contact with other versions of him. And they don't, they don't explain how he, how he does that through some technology or something. He's a, he's like Reed Richards, um, descendants, so or he's a super genius. And he starts having these like communications between him and other versions of himself to trade resources, to trade ideas, just their stories and see what other universes are like. And then he starts to like find that there are, um, evil genius versions of himself who, who figured out that there's a multiverse and now we're going from universe to universe and trying to take it over. And that's essentially what the entire saga is about. Just, um, King, the conqueror is a conqueror of, of the multiverse. And there's a whole, a whole bunch of different versions of them. Um, and then Spider-Man, no way home. 
we had uh, Doctor Strange. We had a, a magical version of it. Doctor Strange like cracks the, the multiverse and something called incursions start pouring in, which are all the different uh, Spider-Man villains and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield from the different Spider-Mans all start pouring into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff, which, again, is exactly like this. It's, it's just cracks, cracks in the universe, like do- doors opening in the universe and something called incursions or like an invasion, basically, of these other, of these other multiverses. Um, then Multiverse of Madness, which basically is, is, is the same thing. Um, Doctor Strange again. Um, of magical implications. We have the Scarlet Witch. We have uh, like a actual character, America Chavez, who opens portals, which I'll get to in a second. Um, and the idea of dream walking, so contact from one dimension to the other via dreams. So the idea of like, if these realities are all separate, then the dream realm is kind of a nexus realm that's able to bridge the gap between uh, between universes. So if you get into like a dreamlike state, Doctor Strange can. Um, take hold of his other like body in another universe and have it walk around. So in the case of CERN or whatever, if they make contact and they can do some kind of dream walking uh, for our physicists to like take over their physicists in order to like make some type of door um, to bridge the realities. Uh, I need a drink. I'm rambling. What do you think about that? First? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. I, I did. I did. Uh, I enjoy that um, multiverse of madness with, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Strange, yeah, one of my fa- one of my favorites there. And and it is it is odd that all this stuff. I mean, we were talking about this last night too with that uh, that mascot and that that weird ghost, and yeah. it was all based on portals. If you guys hadn't read that, uh, go go back and uh, clearly after this show and read some of that stuff. It's it's incredibly spooky that we're 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 not just drawing cartoon dogs anymore as mascots. We're like, oh, we're, now now the the new mascot for the the World Cup and whatnot is going to be this interdimensional entity that brings portal magic and uh, from the mascot. Into yeah, yeah. real life, and we're like, what? <laughs> what the hell is this? Exactly. It's so crazy. It's like some weird ultra terrestrial thing from another universe, but it's also a tulpa, so it's whatever you want it to be, and it's kind of all kind of crazy stuff. So again, it's like manifesting. Like that's what I think. I think the real. I'm going to get into this more in a, in a in a second, but I I'm I wrote down what if um, humans are the typewriters, which is what, what, what uh, Matt was talking about, and that there that's kind of the point of MK Ultra and all these types of things is we're we're the conduit, we're what's we're what's making that. Um, that bridge. Um, first, just a few more examples. So I got to stress like the multiverse is absolutely massive. Like 10 years ago, we didn't really know what it was. Or I was watching um, uh, a few months ago, I was watching an episode of like Comic Book Man with Kevin Smith or whatever. And it's from 2015, probably the episode. And there were, somebody brought in a comic that was like talking about the multiverse and they stopped the show pretty much and had like a 10 minute little explanation of what the multiverse is, the concept of the multiverse, because they knew that nobody watching knew what the hell it was and that's 2015 and now 2023 every kid in the freaking world knows what the multiverse is um like guaranteed like definitely they definitely do like the same way we knew about the Loch Ness monster or the idea of aliens they have in their head baked in from five years old that multiple realities exist and we can make contact and even go to those studies and uh so multiverse man is all that stuff so spider-verse was a huge one this is like one of the only oscar-winning um superhero movies like ever and uh came out in, like 2019 absolutely massive and then the sequel just came out last week and it's huge the biggest movie of the year um people are absolutely loving it it's probably gonna win an oscar it's just a game-changing thing if there's superhero fatigue it just bought superheroes and other 
generation of fans. Um, these movies aren't going anywhere specifically because of the movie that just came out. It's huge. But more importantly, it's giving every kid in the planet baking the idea of the multiverse in. There's just, there's just craziness everywhere. Things are popping in and out. There's all kinds of different versions of yourself. You can go from one to the next. They use a certain device in order to do it. It's, it's bonkers. Um, and then next week, we have The Flash, which is the same thing. Multiple flashes, multiple realities, uh, all merging together, um, causing, causing different problems in other realities and stuff. Um, it's crazy. And then in, co- in the comic world, they just announced uh, today a huge preview about the ultimate invasion, which is like the ultimate Marvel Universe from the comic world, which is their big, like, around the year 2000, this huge initiative where they, cre- they, they created, like, a whole new branch of comics. And that's where they got, like, the Miles Morales Spider-Man and, and uh, like, the, like, the Samuel L. Jackson, um, Nick Fury. And it's what the Avengers movies are based on. Um, and they're going to merge those two realities uh, as their big summer event this year. So, again, an incursion, a collapsing of multiple realities. Contact is made from our Illuminati to their Illuminati. And then, um, like Matt said in the chat, um, from, from California, like, it's like the mist. We're in the mist. Um, and shout out James. We're going to cover this on James' show um, soon at some point. But it's like a CERN company called Project Arrowhead, who, I'm sorry for the spoilers for these things, people, but you got to watch this stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's like homework for us in the maybe Juice World. But, um, they're like, this is Project Arrowhead, this like CERN type of company that's uh, messing with different realities, trying to catch glimpses into other realities. And when stuff starts to go amok, one of the so- soldiers is like, oh, no, we were just making a we were just making a window, just trying to catch a glimpse. And somebody's like, well, your window became a door. And basically it led in these Titans, these, these Lovecraftian monsters um, into our reality and stuff. So uh, coming up, I'm rambling, but I, like, I, got a few, I got a few more things. Is there somebody behind me? Yeah, no, uh, no, you're good. You're good. We got time. There's nobody there. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, it, it, it seems strange to me. Maybe you're right here that there is a, a, some sort of uh, like we're always talking about the zeitgeist and the ritual and things like this. And and I think last so night big. kind of uh, yeah flows flows that conversation last night into this very well because we we did have that uh, to bring it up again. This weirdness of this the everything's a portal now. Everything's a damn portal and everything's yeah. a damn multiverse and everything is. And once again, you know, in terms of like ritual as, you know, a Super Bowl halftime show, which, you know, at this point has become sort of cliche a little bit that everybody always talks about. But if that type of power is actually happening through, let's say, human minds and into that zeitgeist of what comes next or what we're expected to expect next. Uh, then, then it's if it's all multiverse all the time, maybe they've already done this, and then that's the weird exactly. part. Yeah, and and like yeah. do- doppelgangers and all kinds of weird stuff come up, which I'll get <laughs> exactly. to a little bit later too. Because, like, imagine if like let's say the typewriter effect of that fringe typewriter in the reciprocal. Uh, what if only you can communicate with only you? in the multiverse, meaning that you you can't yeah, exactly. talk. I couldn't talk to a different version of you somewhere else. I could only talk to a different version of me type of thing. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, exactly. lots of weird ways to look at this, but yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah. I have that in my notes coming up. Um, I'm trying to, I'm sorry that took so long. I'm trying to like, emphasize the fact that this is absolutely huge. And we talk about the idea that the, what's what we're, what we're expecting, what we're perceiving is shaping the phenomena. So for the millionth time, Kenneth Arnold didn't see a flying saucer, but that was, he saw a Chevron shaped craft. The papers ran the term flying saucer. So the phenomena became flying saucers, but people started seeing and this is this is that to the millionth degree. This is this is just the multiverse became a became com, went from from 
a foreign concept to now common knowledge in, in a crazy quick amount of time. And outside of pop culture, we have every, every time uh, SpaceX launches anything, we have those weird portals in the sky and everyone freaks out being like, is CERN, what's CERN doing? And then the Mandela effect with just the idea that um, something's going on with portals and all that kind of stuff. But um, Ant-Man and the Quantumania, they, they have a, a big one for communication. So um, I haven't even seen this movie yet. It just came to Disney Plus a couple weeks ago. I got I to watch it still. Uh, but like this is in the trailer, Ant-Man's daughter, um, like the past few movies in the Avengers movies and stuff, they create, they, they find the quantum realm, which is able to like, it acts as like a bridge between all kinds of other, other dimensions in the multiverse, but they treat it. It's like a microverse. Everything's really small, but they treat it just as if it's another dimension, like the astral plane or, or just whatever, just another, another realm. So she, she starts the movie trying to like make contact with this, with the other, other dimension, other, the quantum realm. So she creates the quantum satellite, which is the device, it's just from a, it's just a Marvel wiki, a device that acts like a two-way radio, sending a signal to the quantum realm. It then collects data and sends information, creating a, th- a 3D map as a hologram. Um, the satellite signal can also be altered um, to create a portal to the quantum realm that be- can be used for travel. And then um, they realize that, like, her making this made the quantum realm realize that she exists and it ran amok, uh, essentially. But then the... So as you, as you were saying, and as like kind of Matt was saying, like the human as a typewriter being this conduit. So we have CERN, potentially they make a window, they catch a glimpse. Let's say hypothetically, like they're a bunch of uh, physicists and the glimpse that they see is some supermarket, another reality, and it's another version of me making a phone call, stocking shelves or whatever. And they got to go, okay, all right, that's what we have access to. That's what we can send a message to. Let's go find our version of that person and get that person to like meditate and get in trance-like states, altered states, automatic writing, these type of things, so that that version can go find his versions, CERN physicists, so that we can make contact with them, and this window that we have to make a door, so we can start exchanging resources and that type of stuff, you know? And like, I don't know, that's a, I think that's probably what, if, they, if CERN is the one doing it, that's probably what they'll have to do, and I think that's kind of what MK Ultra is all about the, the power of consciousness and that we are these nexuses between between realities and that if if we're manifesting reality in some in some like I don't know it's 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 complicated but I think we're always being communicated with and that same process where we we could be now the ones who are trying to send messages but we probably have been receiving them um, for a long time that's probably what's happening in in altered states in dreams when we're making art so the typewriter could be a metaphor of just a writer getting down there and muses giving him inspiration and that being the contact from another universe rather than an actual being a piece of technology um i think there's a good argument that synchronicities themselves are kind of messages or or like some sort of kind of fifth dimensional weird puzzle box that from our perspective doesn't make any sense and it's just kind of coincidence but from a different vantage point um is leading to something and that's kind of what synchronous is it's like getting a different vantage point as best as possible and seeing these seemingly unconnected events throughout time um over decades or a short period that are leading to something so again for the millionth time we talk about is somebody sending us the idea for these for these increases in technology is there something from another universe um or higher universe or, or a lower universe or whatever that through psychedelics through these like different innovations to like Steve Jobs or whoever just slowly, surely like sending the blueprints to humanity 
build the other end of the Stargate to make that window a door, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. what you'd have to do. So, like I said, first first would be discovery. Then it would be some sort of communication and exploration there. But then to to pass through that that takes a whole nother level of technology. And maybe that's I think that's part of uh, who just said that. Uh, Matt Sal said, "Go find their physicist and make him make the portal on the other side." <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. So like, if they if they make contact with the supermarket, I mean, I can't I can't build a portal, but I mean, if they if they can get the other version of me to like contact me in a dream or so, or I start like writing something and come up with this crazy story. I'm like, how did I come up with that? And I realize, oh no, this is communication from elsewhere. And who knows what the butterfly effect will be, you know? But just like, I think that's kind of what, what MK Ultra is trying to do is it's make contact with entities. And we talk about aliens and demons and all kinds of stuff, but it could be just, just be, they know something is trying to make contact. Um, if there's like a radio sending, or if there's something, music is playing, and they know music is playing, but they don't have the receiver to hear the music, they got to find the receivers, and, all, and that's kind of what I think. I think people might be the receiver. That's probably what the Oracle at Delphi is and stuff, and these different, like, like taking kids who were like tuned into stuff all throughout ancient history and doing weird experiments on them or getting them to altered states because they're like eleven and Stranger Things because they're the conduit to the other side. Um, they're they're like the the two way radio. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's basically all I got. But just, this is bonkers. The idea that it's happening in a few days. I, I didn't hear the story until until you said it. And it's not, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. It's everywhere. The multiverse is everywhere. This is in every form of, it's like, under, or go on any streaming service, look up kids programming. Every kid show is about portals or different dimensions and parallel realities. There's foreign shows that are on different streaming services that are all about the same stuff um, from like Norway and, and South America. And just this is, Every sci-fi thing that comes out has a different element to this in it. It's absolutely everywhere. Um, so here we go. Buckle up. 2023. Sorry for rambling. Never apologize. Yeah. No, no, perfect. Perfect. Perfect way to line it all up for the rest of what we're going to do tonight. Uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for popping oh, in. Thanks for lighting our brains on fire. That's uh, that's Derek in Massachusetts. A nice talker. A good friend of mine. A good friend of the show. You know him. You love him. Give him a follow. He's got a uh, YouTube channel and... He's got he's got a trailer video. You can see him actually stalking by Dark of Night, and S T O C K E R Night Stalker. And uh, you can see he's he's it's a trailer for his YouTube. That's gonna one day it's gonna be the most fire YouTube channel of all. And uh, let's inspire him to make more content by following him at troubledminds.org forward slash friends. It says follow Derek here, follow the Night Stalker here. Please give him a follow. And uh, as you can tell, look, uh, he's tuned in. He's tuned in. And I think that uh, if if uh, somebody's trying to reach out from some other, let's say, realm, I think it would be wise of them to maybe reach out to Derek, and maybe that's what's happening here. Maybe this is a, maybe us thinking about these these possibilities are opening up possibilities. I don't know. I don't really know. Per usual, uh, no answers for me. Just more questions as we talk about these things. We'll get into uh, what Derek was describing as well. Not just uh, maybe a technological process of uh, what would you call you know meeting something on the other side here this this dimensional first contact but maybe not a technological version but maybe channeling or how about an ancient ritual things like this i think maybe it all sticks i think maybe it all kind of maybe fits together and of course uh that's what we're talking about tonight this idea of the cosmic conduit this dimensional first contact have we been channeling entities for a very long time have have they been channeling us does it go both ways? Are we both sides of the antenna? Love to hear your thoughts on how this works or how it doesn't. Theories, of course, just considering 
what might come next. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. We got James of Saucedo Paranormal and your calls as well. More on the way. Be right back. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital, así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We're streaming on YouTube, Rockfin, Rumble, Twitter, and Twitch. We are broadcasting live on the Troubled Minds Radio Network. That's KUAP Digital Broadcasting. Tonight, we're talking about the multiverse, string theory. But not just that. This article came out. This is actually an old one from uh, February, but I just saw it today. It's February 2nd, 2023, and it says, Researchers at Large Hadron Collider are confident to make contact with the parallel universe in days. It's a hell of a headline. And if that was February, well, do you think maybe they've already done this is what where this becomes a, an even more intriguing question because things are changing rapidly. And we've been talking about this idea that uh, not just on this show, but uh, sort of in the, the, the grand scheme of the Troubled Minds conversation that maybe things are getting weird super fast for a particular reason. And maybe this reason is connected somehow to this CERN timelines and alternate realities and maybe there's mergings happening or yeah I, I really have no idea uh, in terms of what, what this is or what it means other than uh i did like the idea of the first contact not from an entity 
but from a dimension. What would that look like? And uh, that's that's really the backbone of what, what we're talking about tonight. As you know, nonlinear, open-ended. We can take these conversations wherever you want to take them. That's why we do it in this format. It's uh, quite a bit better when uh, we collaborate and uh, share some ideas. And so far, so good. Amazing calls so far. Love to hear from you. One more time, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to James in Michigan. What's up, Salcedo Paranormal? How are you, my man? Go right ahead. I'm okay. Can you hear me? Echo. Yes, sir. Okay. I got your echo. Sorry about that. Loud and clear. Go right ahead, sir. No problem. Um, great calls from everyone. Um, great topic. And this is amazing to me in a way because I always wondered about that with regarding CERN and them sort of being the ones to um, to access other dimensions. And I always had this idea in the back of my mind where it was just this feeling like, how do we know that 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 hasn't already happened with, as you and, and Matthew both mentioned earlier, paranormal experiences before. Um, as I've said before in other shows, I do think there are multiple explanations for different for different things or even for some of the same things. But one of those, I think, would have to be other dimensions or other other universes. And... I think there are different kinds of examples of that. I gave one, possibly the other night, in that story I talked about, where the people were seeing a version of their own living room that they were sitting in, and and the, the major difference was the curtain, the position of the, the, the curtains on the window, where they were pulled across the window to block out the light for the people, but then they saw this image of that same room, with some kind of shadowy figure sitting in the, in the same place as they were. But then the curtain across the window was pulled to the side. And this was on a TV screen. And so I think, I wonder if, if there's, I, I feel like I've heard similar stories before with that, with screens and things being similar but not the same. I wonder if those are glimpses into other uh, dimensions or universes. Um, and I like this idea that you, you have about not contacting necessarily, uh, not contact with an entity itself, but just with another d- dimension or universe, because people have, and getting back to your kind of hinting at, and I'm going to probably, I'm going to rush this a little bit, uh, doppelgangers or other versions of themselves. Sometimes when people see these other versions, um, they are more sort of like, uh, subdued or not really doing anything or maybe they're even just parts of themselves. But then there's other times, other stories I've heard where people will see themselves or, or others they know interacting with people and then come to find out that person that they saw was not actually there. They were at home um, at that exact time. Or they know they were at where they were, you know, they where they were before because they had seen them in one location and then driven to another one, and they see them again in this other location. <laughs> and it's there's, you know, they the person that has experience figures, I would have seen probably my friend, and they would have probably told me if they were going to the same area I was. So I think this idea of sort of these. Um, dimensions or universes kind of merging or blending uh, for maybe short periods of time 
uh, makes a lot of sense in a way. Yeah, it could be. And it might be one of those things that uh, is happening all the time, maybe with, uh, you know, a, an imperfect understanding of space time and, you know, the speed of light and all this other stuff. Like, uh, maybe this is sort of like that, the idea of tachyon subspace, uh, sort of outside of the, the realm of time, except we're sort of um, co-mingling, I don't know, dare I say, versions of ourselves with that doppelganger effect or something like that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? And and that's the thing, too. So, and, and again, uh, James, as you know, the paranormal expert of Troubled Minds and a fine man himself, of course, he, he's reading about all these stories all the time, and he's got his own podcast and radio show, which you, you really should check out. It's called Salcedo Paranormal. But it does seem like, again, back to this idea of the, the typewriter, and, you know, when you type a key here, it depresses there with some sort of uh, device, this conduit from our space to where wherever their space is. Uh, it, but it does seem very paranormal in the sense of, you know, like I was saying, the piano, like you're playing music or think stranger things with like the, you know, the lights flickering from the upside down and the chandelier, like this type of stuff. I mean, this this is... It, like I said, if we were being contacted, would we be smart enough to know? And would it seem very paranormal? And that's another example. Objects that are being manipulated, pianos, lights, other things. We often, there's this this idea, and I, get, I think it goes back to sort of, probably back quite a ways, this idea of it has to be spirits. But I don't think it has to be that. Um, for it to be, I don't think that's all the explanation that is there. That that could be. Um, also, going back to the popular culture, um, I do think that they they are that is a part of the whole contact. But I think a lot of that it's a cycle of people having odd experiences, and then either they or other people, uh, either they write about them or use them in fiction. Or other people find out about those experiences and use it in their own fiction. And then you have these big companies that take all of that and start to streamline it. And so you have all these ideas that people think are are mostly fiction, but then if you look into it enough, again, look into online, look into experience stories, people have claimed to see portals and beings coming in and out of them. And in all different kinds of places, the sky, on, on the ground, in water, just so many places. So I think it's all a cycle, or it can be, and I, I don't know. It makes me wonder what's if anything is even going to happen with CERN, what happened with CERN, or if it does, if they already know what what to expect, or if they have no idea because they're not thinking the way we are about these things, and something interesting might happen. I think there's a whole spectrum of possibilities there. Yeah, as you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. As that's, that's part of what we do is this this show kind of keep an eye on some of these things as they bubble up. And it 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 I don't know. It goes back to that Nick Hinton idea of uh, you know the, the the world ended in 2012 uh, at the Mayan calendar and the rest of that stuff. But it was uh, CERN that actually fired up around the time that Fourth of July. There's that whole theory that goes there where in that. Uh, the long count calendar, the reset happened. It's we're now living in this bizarro universe. That's not really the upside down, but let's say it's definitely headed that way. So I don't know. I don't know. Lots of ways to look at this per usual. Amazing stuff, James. What else you got? I think that's it. 
Right on. Appreciate it very much. You know me, love him. James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal, good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Uh, he, he's uh, got the, again, like I said, the Paranormal Podcast, the radio show, uh, he's, the Twitter. He's got uh, the, the follow him everywhere, t- TikTok and YouTube. Link's going to be in the description down below, uh, troubledminds.org forward slash friends. Uh, it says follow James here. You'll get a link tree and you can find all his stuff. Please give him a follow. He's an author. He's written lots of books. Please go check those out as well. You'll find the links there or just search it up. Salcedo, S-A-L-S-I-D-O space Paranormal normal. You'll get James and all the amazing stuff. You're the best brother. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. You too. 702-957-1037. We're talking about this cosmic conduit. Again, back to the idea of fringe. It's, it's a movie or sorry, it's a TV show. And they, they had this way to communicate to another dimension in the as a plot device, a typewriter. Now, in the TV series Fringe, a typewriter serves as a fascinating method of communication between our universe and a parallel one. The typewriter, connected to a mysterious mirror-like device, allows messages to be sent across dimensions. When a key is pressed in one universe, the corresponding key moves on the typewriter in the other universe, allowing for a text-based dialogue between the two sides. Now, the question becomes, uh, with CERN, uh, again, saying that uh, earlier this year they were going to boost the tera electron volts up to, what, uh, 9.5 or over over 11,000 or over 9,000. Sorry, I messed that up. But uh, the, the point is that do you think that with this headline, again, it's, it's a little out there, it's a little wild, researchers at LHC, the Large Hadron Collider, are confident to make contact with parallel universe in days. And this was all the way back in February of 2023. So if that's the case, again, drinking a little bit of maybe juice here, but if that is the case, have they already done this? Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. Let's go to the Roberts in Pennsylvania. What's up, my friend? How are you? Go right ahead. I'm fine. Um, I was listening to a program, another uh, YouTube podcast earlier this evening. Um, the podcast is called The Y Files. And the, the, the host of that was uh, talking about something called the uh, Cosrev Mirrors. That's K O Z Y R E V Mirrors. Right? Uh, I never heard of this before, but it was interesting because uh, I watch the show often enough, almost as much as I watch yours. Um, and usually he does the half part where he tells a story. And in the other half part, he goes to uh, debunk it. You know, if there's if there's evidence of you know, that that he can use to debunk it, uh, he didn't debunk this. This actually happened, um, where this physicist in the 1950s uh, disputed uh, Einstein's uh, uh, theory of time and, and gravity. Uh, he, he insisted that instead of mass. Uh, Causing, uh, you know, uh, bend, bend, uh, you know, mass bending and cause uh, the time uh, and creating gravity, all that sort. He, he insisted it was mass was actually uh, torquing it, torquing time. All right, that you, you know, like you wring a, a, a washcloth uh, and and causing uh, time to twist. And but anyway. I don't want to be on this too long because you know a lot of this I'm I'm a little I'm I'm going to have to do a little bit more research. But apparently this is physicist and and his and a few associates uh, went to the Arctic in the 90s and created a structure, all right, to house uh, this uh, spiral 
it was it was made of aluminum. It was spiraled, uh, and you walked into it, and and when you walked into it, you, you, you there was a huge mirror there, all right. And one of the most interesting stories that was talked about on that particular podcast that I w- I would like to bring across here is that one of the researchers went in there. Now he claimed that when you go in there uh, to this device. Uh, you, you feel a sense of really terrible dread, all right? But if you can get over it and sit down, right, uh, then things start to happen, and, and, and the mere reflected time. Anyway, this one uh, associate was doing that, and and he went through the mirror, all right? And he was kind of flying above the sidewalk where this little child, about five-year-old, was walking, and he was following this child, all right, and he didn't know who this child was, and then suddenly the child turned around and saw him and said, who are you, all right, and he realized that five-year-old child was himself when he was five. Uh, He was facing his own five-year-old self. Uh, I found that really, 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 really intriguing. Um, But you can actually buy... There's actually schematics on how to uh, to build this thing in your own home, all right? And there's actually, uh, you can go to Home Depot for the parts, all right? Uh, and there's actually schematics on the Internet uh, that show you how to put it together. But it's not been disputed at all. I mean, there's no none of those no scientific articles that were ever written about it. As a matter of fact, it's, you know, this guy is so obscure uh, this physicist that, uh, you know, I didn't ever heard of him before, but I put a, few, a bunch of links, well, not a bunch, but a few links up on, uh, the, uh, Rockfin, uh, chat, uh, if, 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 if people want to further investigate this. And I, 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 next time you go to do, um, a podcast on time, uh, you might want to take some time to research what I just put up here and add it to your, uh, inventory of information. I certainly will. Uh, I've never heard of this before. I appreciate you bringing it forward here. I, I, uh, I've got the, the link up. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, it's spelled, like you said, K-O-Z-Y-R-E-V. And just real quick before you go, it says, humans, this is from Wikipedia, humans placed into the spirals allegedly experience anomalous psychophysical sensations. Cause of mirrors were shown in a documentary on Russian TV. Uh, there's a claim that during one of the early experiments in the Arctic village of Dixon, scientists placed an ancient symbol of Trinity into the mirror installation and perceived a field of force around the setup. The experiment was led by Vlad Kaznichev, pardon my Russian, but, but anyway, wild stuff. I'd never heard of this. So I will dig into this and we'll, we'll, uh, uh, circle back and have, definitely have a troubled mind show on this in the future. Appreciate you sharing. What else you got well, for one, us, my man? One, one thing that, that on, on that business of, of the, what really was strange to me is I can understand. Well, we, we have the, the Vatican's mirror, the Corona, whatever it was, all right? And we have uh, Snow White, mirror, mirror on the wall. There's, there, there's, there's mythology and fables all about such a, a mirror, all right? And here's a guy who apparently uh, believes so much in, in his equations that he created one. But what's fascinating about it, you, you would think that you could maybe, maybe look back in time or even into the future with, with, a, with a simple device. It's simple to make. Um, 
but the idea of actually crossing through the mirror, like this one uh, associate claimed to have done, and then seeing himself in the past, uh, seeing his five-year-old son walk, self walking along the sidewalk, that fascinated the heck out of me. And uh, I wish that I could find, I'm going to keep looking and see if I can find some more information on that story. All right, that's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, let somebody else come on. Appreciate it. You're the best. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Have a great night. You too. Bye now. Thanks a lot. That's the Robert. Uh, give, give him a follow to troubleminds.org forward slash friends. He's uh, written uh, several books. You can find those. Links are there. So let's follow the Robert here. 702-957-1037. We're talking about these parallel dimensions. Is it possible uh, that we're, we've had or are going to have a dimensional first contact? Let's go to Kelly in Colorado. Thanks for being patient, my friend. You're on Trouble Minds. How are you? Go right ahead. Good evening. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, speak up a little bit, but we can hear you. Okay, uh, is that, how's that? Is that any better? Better. Thank you. Okay. All right, so I'm going to be in agreement with uh, Matt, and uh, I think it was that the night stalker was talking about that we might have been at a, uh, you know, this has been happening for thousands of years, right? That, uh Dimensional contact, not just alien contact, but dimensional contact. Right? <laughs> and, yeah. um, Perfect. So, You're in the right place, my man. <laughs> okay, so the first thing about I was going to talk about, like, with what CERN was doing, right? So anything that's coming out of CERN, for me, like, you know, with all the stuff that's uh, the surround CERN, you know what I mean, with all the, the weird... Uh, opening scenes that they had, right? Dimensional stuff. They have, you know, they have uh, Shiva out there doing the dance, you know, on, on the symbol out there. A lot of their symbolism has got to do with, like, a lot of magic that looks like to me, you know? So, and then you add that with, uh, that's where I'm going to get a little bit further into, but you add that, you know, with the, the type of black magic they're doing, you know, before the opening ceremony, because that's what more or less what it is. And then you have them messing around with technology of like what they're doing now, you know, guard, God particles, supposedly opening up black holes. And real quick with that, you know, for me, I mean, them messing around with uh, opening multiple, and their claim is that they're only opening up for an instant and then closing. But if you, you know, considered a black hole, no matter what size it is, is the collapsing of a star. That's how some of them are, start, right? Look, the the mass of the gravity, and then you have multiple ones of those. Now, we know black holes, you know, they, they combine with each other and make bigger black holes. Now, who's to say that if they're opening up something like that, like multiple small black holes, mini black holes, you know, who says that they're going to open it up and close. What happens if they start sucking each other up and creating a massive black hole here on the planet? I mean, that's, to me, that's not even, they shouldn't even be messing with that, you know, in, in my theories. But with that, um, there's a, a physicist, his name is Nassim Hamed, right? I talked about him a, a few times, but he has um, a video that he had done I shared a couple times, but I'll, I'll do it again later on in Discord. People are interested, maybe even on YouTube, so you can check it out from there. That, it's a YouTube video. 
and it, it, Tim when he was a little bit younger, but he was talking about black holes, right? And he's talking about how they do, how you can use black holes for like spots on the sun and also volcanoes here on the planet as jump gates or black holes. It's like a string theory, you know? So if you're in the sun, the black holes is where he was studying the black spots, right? So inside those, they look like they're sucking things in, right? So that's what he's claiming that those, his theory is that those are like uh, mini black holes, right? Something like a volcano too. If you're, you know, because everything is going, if it's going towards the center of the planet, you know, you can be able to, you know, it goes into a singularity. Now, if you have an, a, a, an object like a UFO or whatever you're riding in, and you can have the power unit on there, the engine goes into a singularity, into a singularity, and like, for example, with the sun, you could pop out anywhere on the, in the galaxy. Depends on, you know, where you want to go. You just have to know how to navigate that. I mean, I mean, like, that's not hard or nothing, but. Yeah, <laughs> easy, e- so, easy peasy. Let's, <laughs> let's go, Kelly. <laughs> I know, right? So, okay, so it, it's a it's a crazy theory, I mean, because he's even got video of it from the Soho satellite where it looks like these two giant objects are flying into the sun. And, and when they fly into a black spot on the on the sun, but when they do that, he says when there's a black spot on the sun, there's a, an exact black spot on the opposite side of the sun. When they jump through, it shoots out like a solar flare out the other side of the other uh, black spot on the opposite side of the sun. And it shows that when these two things jump inside there, it shows an explosion from the exact same like direction of which, which when they went into the sun. Now, when they, he sent that to NASA, they were trying to say that it was like, uh, it was um, comments, but they said they had the original video. And then when they, you know, they talked, you know, they were trying to ask NASA about it. They took, they pulled the picture, the video down and then put it back up. And then they showed it later on what it looks like. They try to mark it up where it looks like, you know, it was comments, these strings that were following them. But these, these, the size of these things were the size of planets, like the size of Earth. So you can imagine if something like that. And it, it's a crazy video, man, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's this thing, it's a string theory. So, you know, using that jump gate. But that's also like, you know, I, I, sent, I shared that thing on, on uh, Roxanne about the Art Bell. On his show, where that guy talked about he where he was uh, an, an area a worker at an area fifty one, where there was a precursor when they went to the moon, but they were not what we call aliens or extraterrestrials. They're extra dimensional, right? So they're coming from a different dimension. And so when I heard that, you know, this was back in the nineties, right, on our belt. But so after that, when I was when I got a hold of uh, the Emerald Tablets of Toth. When it actually, when he actually talked about these things, you know, it's like he was saying that uh, people were using dark magic to pull these things out of the out of the darkness of space, or it just says darkness. It doesn't really say, but you know, when they're like, he, he claims them too. Uh, they're from a different vibration. That's how we got to think as a mansion as a different vibration. Yeah, I'm actually going to get to that as we go. Uh, we're just about out of time. Uh, you're welcome to stay, of course. It's completely up to you. Uh, if you got more, uh, just uh, you got to wait till after the break, as you know. No, I'll stay. Okay, stay right there. We're here with uh, Kelly in Colorado, a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show. And we're talking about these uh, 
dimensional spaces and what they mean and where where they actually have we made contact the, the whole idea tonight is the idea of the cosmic conduit in this dimensional first contact not contact with entities per se maybe as part of it but actual contact with a dimensional realm outside of this universe now you think it's happened uh, this article from cern suggests that they were confident it was going to happen back in february so if it did are we seeing some remnant of this are we seeing hints or or is this just all nonsense love to hear your thoughts 702-957-1037 this is troubled minds i'm michael strange we're here with kelly in colorado we'll get back to him we got joseph in iowa and your calls as well when we return be right back don't go anywhere Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We're streaming on YouTube, Rockfin, Rumble, Twitter, and Twitch. We're broadcasting live on the Trouble Minds Radio Network. It's KUAP Digital Broadcasting. Thank you. Tonight, we're talking about the idea of contacting another dimension, either from our side or from their side. And I'm not necessarily as into the entity version of this. More like, have we been flirting with dimensional contact forever or is this brand new is this something that's happening with the CERN timelines and things like this because we started with this article tonight thanks APOC for shouting out the no no audio oops researchers at large hadron collider are confident to make contact with parallel universe in days this was back in uh, February of 2023 so if they did what happened what they tell us if they did and has this been happening for a very long time we're here with kelly and uh, your calls as well and let's do it let's get right back to kelly thanks for being patient my friend you are back on troubled minds now you were talking about uh d- dimensional entities and uh, sort of those old art bell shows and how this may fit with um 
maybe a, a legacy of going going back for a very long time and having some sort of dimensional contact. Uh, go right ahead. What else you got? So again, I, I was just just finishing up with uh, with some of that. Was okay. Dimension are actually just what different uh, a different vibration. It's just like what the Emerald Tablets talked about, Toss, right? These, uh, these, like these creatures that came from, a, you know, the deep. Well, he talks about that, you know, they could change shape and that they were like, you could, you know, that they battled them and, you know, through magic, they could, uh, like, uh, seal them, like trap them in the, in the human form that they're in. And then serpent headed when the, when the glamour was lifted. So kind of a, a, you know, on that theory, the ancient texts are, about, but like in Egypt, they have these things. I, I shared this on Discord too. Was uh, I just ran across this and it was they're called medjeds, M-E-D-J-E. Kelly, medjeds. Kelly, you they're, missed it. We we did we did a whole show on medjed last last night. The whole show on medjed and inspired by you, by the way. But yeah, it. yeah, yeah, we totally oh, did. Med- we totally did. <laughs> I, I called you out a couple times during the show, hoping you you were you're going to be there to listen. But yeah, we did an entire show on Medjed no. last night. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Continue anyway. Yeah, but Medjeds are you know they're unseen. You know, in in the some of the uh, the spell the uh, spell seventeen in the uh, the book of the dead, right? He talks about where you know this thing shoots uh, beans out their eyes or these fire out of your mouth, but they're always unseen. You know, they're not. They're not around, you know, it's like a, they're in a different vibration. And an example, too, is, you know, in the in the Hindu, you know, their their god Shiva, when, you know, they were talking about talk about the Shiva lingams. I talk about this sometimes, too, where he's coming out or he's coming out. It's, it's a duality of both. That's what they claim. But Shiva comes out like it's out of a lingam and it looks like a door or like a, you know, it just shows like a, a round cylindrical thing right but on the original the very first uh carving of him coming out of a lingam it's him coming out of a lingam right so that's the whole crazy part about it but what it looks like is like a cylindrical door right and it just opens up and then he's walking out of it so when they portray him he's you know the original parts of like when they you know there's other paintings of him actually you know while he's being around humans but his actual arrival is you know through a through a, a shiva a lingam <clears throat> sorry but like even with ufos when you see ufos you know i've heard people claim that when, when they blink out and they show up over here they blink out and they show up over there that's going through a different like the string theory right they're just moving back and forth it's uh, through a different dimension or a vibration that's the, how you can able to, you know, move through. Because that's like I was talking about with uh, nothing but men. You know, if you have an engine and a craft that could do that, you know, in a different dimension, that's more or less just what it is. And I believe, you know, again, for thousands of years that this has been happening. But, you know, maybe they've used different words or showed different things, like, you know, through the ancients you know, of all these things that come around, you know, from a different vibration is what it is. That's, again, you know, for, for clarity, just, it's, it's, it's a different vibration, you know, that's what I try to do when they talk about 
you know, you're trying to, uh, you know, reach a higher, you know, a higher self of yourself. You're going to a different vibration from, you know, 3D to 5D. You know, you want to get, that's what you're trying to get to, right? It's, so you're trying to, you know, what they're, that's all the whole align your chakras and stuff like that. But you're trying to, you know, actually that's what you're trying to do. Just keep your whole body in harmony. And you could probably do that by yourself. You don't need, you know, I don't believe that you would need, you know, the use for, uh, for uh, you know, technology, unless they're trying something else, you know. And that's where I go back with the ancient thing with talk, you know, like they're trying to bring, you know, something that might be, you know, even crazy, you know, who knows what they're, like a whole force, kind of like uh, on, uh, what was it, uh, like with, when you know these things are coming out of the out of like a like a wormhole, you know, on uh, what was it? Uh, so the Marvel shows, you know, when they're jumping, look like those big long things. It's like a like a centipede flying through the air, but they're all coming out of that. Looks like a you know a hole, a portal that just opened up. Again, that's just a different vibration. When they're talking about other you know, like a higher beings coming here, it's, it's harder for them to come down to this density of a third dimension because it's you know, I guess it, it just affects them really bad because they're coming from a different vibration, a higher vibration than we are here. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I got some stuff on that. We'll get to that as we go here. Uh, amazing stuff as always, Kelly. And I, this is why we talk about this stuff. You know, you've been with us for a long time having these discussions is because there's so many ways to look at this. And is it technology or is it like, uh, you know, esoteric ritual type stuff? Or is there sort of a melding of that happening right here in front of us, where we're all seeing uh, these rituals happen in real time with not just technology, but uh, sort of ancient rites that are uh, being being done right in, right in front of us. Pretty wild stuff. Pretty wild stuff. We got calls behind you. We got to bounce. What's your final thought here, my man? Um, just one thing real quick is I, you know, me and Michelle were talking about, we were, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe like with, you know, you, you, you think of, if we're going to use magic or some stuff like that, or, you know, the tone of, now uh, the Emerald Tablet uh, says that you know only a ma- words that only a man can pronounce. But then you have like the the monks, you know, that do that, you know, their their mantras up there, you know, and they're up on the higher, you know, Alps up there, or you know, in the way up in the mountains, you know, and they have those temples up there, and they're doing their mantras. Maybe they're actually helping us, you know, keep away that 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 dark vibration that might be entering and trying to enter into our our space. So. Other than that, man, everybody have a good night. Good talk, though. Yeah, uh, fantastic stuff as always. Uh, check out that uh, that one yesterday. We ad- added some wrinkles to your uh, to your uh, ancient Egyptian ghost. Always a pleasure, brother. Have a great night. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, man. You have to. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. That's Kelly in Colorado. A good friend, long time, and uh, glad to have him. 702-957-1037. We're talking about this, uh, again, a dimensional contact, whatever that means, right? The the first contact in the, the dimensional sense. And I, I think, again, we're, we're making the case together, really, uh, with uh, a lot of different ideas and a lot of different ways to look at this, that uh, this may have been happening for a long time. And that's what I'm trying to consider here is that it's not just CERN. Again, we started tonight with this article at CERN researchers at the Large Hadron Collider are confident to make contact with a parallel universe in days. Now, make contact, what does that mean? 
who really knows? And again, this is this is probably a, you know nonsensical clickbait in some capacity as well. But I don't think it matters much because, like I said, conceptually thinking, it doesn't matter. You just uh, wonder what this looks like and if this is actually happening around us. And what do you think? So real quick, too, on what uh, Kelly was bringing up, I want to point this out regarding this. Um, so some theories suggest that different dimensions vibrate at different frequencies. That's what he was talking about. And esoteric rituals with their use of chants, mantras, music, and dance often create distinctive vibrational patterns, well, like he was talking about the monks and um, the emerald tablets. Uh, if these vibrations could somehow align with the frequencies of other dimensions, they might uh, might act as a form of communication or a way to pierce the veil between dimensions. And that's just uh, the bare bones version of what that is. But what does it look like? Are we doing this all the time, continually, and don't know it? And is that part of what makes us uh, living in a um, very strange world that we live in. Love to hear your thoughts at 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. Let's go. Joseph in Iowa, what's up, my man? You're on Troubled Minds. How are you? Go right ahead. Hey. Uh, I was thinking for, like, contact, like, what if, like, CERN, like, made, like, establishment, like, Stranger Things? You know how they have, like, uh, like another dimension you can jump into and, like, it's kind of, like, the same, but just... uh. Like, wasn't it like a hive mind too? Because like, uh, like if they make contact, would that mean like physical contact? Like, it's like, okay, we can like sense things like, and make uh theories on it. Like, I mean, even my, my experience when I had my, uh, when I, when I had my experience, you know, I still entertain it as a, as both ways, you know, it could be in my mind, it could be something else, you know what I'm saying? But like contact, physical contact would be, wouldn't that be like actually like, yeah, yeah, you'd have to have an objective, you know, it's there. And then you'd have to have like, I don't even know, you know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is uh, the objective of that contact could be many things too. It could be uh, reaching out to entities over there. If you know they're there, or again, just kind of peeking in with, uh, you know, with that split second uh, micro black hole that, you know, is supposedly going to be possible with uh, more power for CERN. Uh, But then also uh, imagine if you could stick something, you know, like a device in there to kind of measure the temperature or, you know, collect sound or, who knows, right? And maybe this, maybe that's what they mean by contact. Who knows? There's so many ways to look at it. And like I said, uh, it could be uh, nonsensical as well in terms of this, just this article being clickbaity, but that, that's all fine. Like I said, uh, clickbait never scared yeah. me. I think uh, the concepts are more, more interesting. Uh, so what do you think about the, the, the frequency and the vibration, that type of stuff, or the esoteric mantras and chanting well, or, or technology, whatever you got, man, I, take it wherever you want. When I reached my uh, experience, it was a different place, but like, it was like a vibration, but I always, you're talking about like, I, I don't like to talk about it like it's a place, you know, like, like I went to another place because you never know, but it was a lot of frequency and it was like a silk, I call it. But like somewhere else, like I imagine like another dimension, I don't even know, that's, that's how I would describe it. It would be like, it would it would be broken down this broken down. Maybe it would be shiftable. So like a door wouldn't even be a door. It could be four chairs, you know, and you can make a decision at that point to sit down and not sit down and move on to the next area kind of stuff, like a dimensional shift. 
Like, I don't even know how that would play into reality. Like, we're stepping on ground right now. So, like, like if you were to go to another place and, like, be, like, be there, like, let's say we, like, if I never, like, like, let's say that you go on, like, some jumpsuit operation and they send you through the portal and you don't make it back, your line's cut. Like, and you lose your form, like, and then become that, become that, uh, illusion or reality, you know? And then like, maybe that's why, uh, it's so good at doing things is because we sent people there and they're relaying back in another time slice than us, what we're doing. They're learning from us and sending it back and another uh, speed. So it's like, Oh, like I'm learning the guitar, man, I'm stuck. But then I wake up and like that dream I had and my guitar was playing itself, but it was p- making noises in my head that it was expressing itself in ways that I couldn't express physically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. So, so the question becomes then, uh, like, like Derek was saying previously, like it, it, the fringe typewriter is communicating again, right back to that. The typewriter serves as a communication device uh, through the, the parallel universes. Right. But what he was saying there is we are the typewriter. Like we, we are able to, um, not just receive, but also send these messages through these frequencies, whatever that happens to mean. And uh, apparently some people have learned to do it uh, better than others. And maybe it is, uh, you know, meditative states, or we talked a little bit last night about, um, you know, uh, being in a sensory deprivation tank or like, who knows, who knows what, or or a particular frequency or tone, maybe like a, you know, tuning fork is played at just the right frequency. And maybe it'll send somebody into an altered state of consciousness where they can do these things easily and maybe communicate, uh, you know, sort of through the veil or whatnot. Pretty wild, man. Pretty wild to think of how all that stuff works. I think it would be a lot to do with the heart and less to do with, like, you can do it off the brain, but the, like, if you could, like, like, the power of, like, your whole body together, it would have to, because, and I imagine, like, these experiences that, these high energy experiences where, like, you're kind of connecting wouldn't even be considered uh, unhuman or like another dimension because it would be kind of a natural thing for sure. But definitely I'm thinking of like technology, they would have to make an interface at point A and a point B to like another like time slice, something we could tap into. And then like a, something we could do from now on to make that more, like, I don't know how you would do that, you know, create like a little simulator. I mean, I'm sure we could do it, like slow down, like AI can probably simulate a million things immediately, you know, just how can we get access to that on a daily, like, why, why would we need that even? Or why would I even need that? Like a simulation of my life? Like as I wake up, do I need Google? Hey, Google simulate a million ways this day could go wrong for me, please. And it just goes, <laughs> shoots out like the data. I don't know. 
Yeah, like like even even describing that as creating uh, multiple realities of right because you're like here's hey here's all the data here's what we know about Joseph because Google's the you know the the beast of spyware or he, they're not the only ones but they're one of the massive ones so they know all your data points and you're like well how could today go wrong you know you know what's on my agenda you've got my calendar you've got my email all the stuff. And so it's it's maybe by throwing out possibilities there, maybe spinning off alternate timelines constantly. Uh, who knows? Who really knows? Uh, what, what about the, what else you got? What else you got, my man? Uh, that's really it. I mean, kind of just um, like the, I called in with the message of like the shadow in the mirror, right? Because like I had a theory of like something always being there because I saw a weird shadow when I was looking through the mirror and I was someone walking behind me, but I was like, imagine if that was my shadow and it moved right. And just separated from me. And then I started writing about it. Like as it was, as it, as it was like kind of real, you know, like, like the shadow in the mirror. And then like, it's like, the, it's the only critic like and stuff like that. But like, uh, I, it was, it was, uh, I connected with a last caller. I don't know. That's all I was thinking about. He was talking about the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. The, the mirror is a wild thing too. There is, uh, it's, you know, who's, who's looking back at us. Is it that doppelganger? We'll, we'll get to that too. We're going to keep, uh, keep truck, keep on trucking, keep on talking. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for dipping yep. in and give us uh, amazing ideas per usual. And, uh, always a pleasure. You have a fantastic night. Yep. Take it easy. Thanks a lot, you too. That's uh, Joseph in Iowa, uh, Iowa Walks. Give him a follow. Links in the description. Uh, he's again talented musician. That guy, like I, I have spent some time in his live streams, and he can he can play. Guy can play, man. He can play guitar and he can sing and and uh, clearly he's a thinker. And please go give him a, go give him a follow. Links going to be in the description. Troubledminds.org forward slash friends and uh, it says follow Joseph here or Iowa Walks, just like it sounds. I O W A L K S. I, I don't know. I don't know. Back to this real quick. So th- thank you for all the amazing calls. Hang tight. And we're going to go to Matt's out after the break to make sure we don't cut him short. So we'll get to you in just a moment here. Uh, so here's the weird thing too. Like this is what Joseph was describing, sort of the mechanisms of what contact with a actual uh, first dimensional contact might be. Uh, so the, it might. So here you go. Let's see the existence of an alternate. Um, oh, wait, wait, sorry. Wrong one. I marked it, marked it up here. So from a philosophical standpoint, the existence of alternate dimensions would stimulate a fresh wave of questions concerning the nature of our reality, obviously for a lot of reasons. If multiple dimensions hosting parallel universes do exist, does this imply the existence of multiple versions of ourselves? How do these universes interact and what implications does this have for concepts such as causality and free will? Uh, these questions would undoubtedly spark intense debates and could potentially reshape our philosophical frameworks. And this information, of course, is coming from the alternate dimension from my dimensional traveler, uh, lovely assistant, uh, GPT-3PO, which continues, once the existence of an alternate dimension is established, and this is what Joseph was talking about, the logical pro- progression would be an attempt to interact with it, contact, whatever that means. Initially, this interaction might be limited to sending and receiving particles and observing any behavioral differences in our universe versus the alternate one. With time and technological advancements, we might develop more sophisticated means of interaction, potentially leading to a two-way communication or even the ability to send larger objects or information across the dimensions, which leads us back to, let's mark my place again, and we'll go right back to this idea of the fringe typewriter. 
Now, this is the crazy part. Back to what, uh, wild part, crazy is not fair. Back to what we were saying about the individual possibly being that antenna that can pierce the veil. Listen to this. Uh, so we had, uh, again, the, the typewriter, but there's, there's more to this. We consider dimensions with different temporal properties. This device, this typewriter, or let's say the antenna, the person, could potentially enable communication across time. Not only could we send messages to alternate realities, but we might also be able to send messages to different points in time within those realities. This would take the concept of the fringe typewriter to an entirely new level, opening up possibilities that are currently the stuff of science fiction, which, of course, is exactly where I like to be because uh, drinking the maybe juice and considering what might come next. And so that would be the thing. So if these different dimensions perceive time differently or it is more fluid there or maybe time can travel backwards maybe they're not locked into the, those time slices we always talk about as we are in that entropy of our universe but instead they're locked into who knows what else and uh which means that if we can contact them we can possibly contact ourselves in the past or in the future Again, no answers for me, just more questions, just ideas, considering what the hell this could all mean. Talking about uh, The Fringe, that uh, television series, how they had that typewriter that could communicate across dimensions. Is it possible? Again, CERN, this article came out in February this year. Researchers at the Large Hadron Collider are confident to make contact with parallel universe in days. What the hell does that even mean? Do you think it's already happened? Is this something that's been happening for a very long time? Love to hear your thoughts on this. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. We got Matt in California and more. The Cosmic Conduit, Dimensional First Contact, and your calls as well. Be right back. More Troubled Minds on the way. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We're streaming on YouTube, Rockfin, Rumble, Twitter, and Twitch. We're broadcasting live on the Troubled Minds Radio Network. That's KUAP Digital Broadcasting. Tonight, we're taking your phone calls as we discuss first contact. But not the contact you would expect extraterrestrial style. We're talking about the first dimensional contact from our realm elsewhere in the multiverse, or vice versa. Uh, CERN suggested through this, this article and this blog that earlier this year, they expected to make contact with an alternate dimension within days. Well, that was back in February. So what does that look like in the long term? And have we already done this recently with some sort of new technology? Or is this an old an old story and an old trick that we've been doing for years through ritual and uh, altered consciousness states and who knows what else? As usual, uh, that's why we talk about these things. And what do you think it will look like? Do you think they would tell us if CERN actually was were able to crack through and be part of some interdimensional communication? Mm, I'm not so sure we'd be the first ones to know, to be honest. But what do I know? Love to hear your thoughts on this. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. We'll put you on the show just like this. Let's go to Matt in California. What's up, Matt's Al? How are you? And go right ahead, my friend. 
Hey, Mike. Hello, hello. How's it going? Oh, there we go. There we go. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you, my man? Good. Good show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, I was going to kind of keep it fantasy fictional tonight. Sure. And I think Nice Talker is right. It is in the zeitgeist. It is in the pop culture, the TV shows, the movies, the video games. It's almost like they're desensitizing us to it. Like they're getting us ready for it. If it happens tomorrow, we would be surprised of this uh, alternate dimensions. It's like it's like all around us. Yeah, yeah. You know what's super wild about that? Again, it ties into what we, we were talking about last night. They had that uh, mas- the mascot verse and that uh, portal uh, oh, yeah. the portal Laib. He he actually teleports onto the soccer field, and there's like dinosaurs chasing him in that trailer video, and like that that he followed him through time and space. And they, they end up on the soccer field as they're playing the World Cup 2022. Yeah, absolutely nutter butters. And that's that's the point here with, with this. Why, why we're, if we notice it, maybe it is a desensitization for when the ritual, let's say that the next Super Bowl uh, you know, ritual actually just opens a portal right there on the field. We'll be, we'll be like, ah, that's old news. This CGI is terrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or whatever. Just, uh, <laughs> Seriously. Uh well, you got Stephen King's The Mist, and in that show, in that movie, uh, the mist comes from a mountain where the soldiers, the military is working on alternate dimensions. And not spoilers, but I was so mad at Mr. King after watching that movie. It's super scary. <laughs> Um, but I thought I was going to talk about this one, one of my favorite sci-fi shows and books. And it's kind of older. Uh, but it's called The Magicians by Lev Grossman. And in this, this series, it's fiction, fantasy. In this series, there are, it's about magicians, budding magicians learning their power and getting into shenanigans of alternate dimensions. And one of the magicians had power of travel. I think Nightcrawler from X-Men, where he could think he could teleport. And the final um, like master, master magicians can figure out ways to teleport in, in and out between dimensions. It's a master spell. And, of course, if you get the spell wrong, one slight wrong move or incantation, you get exploded. So, so it's dangerous, but he could he teleport in and out of dimensions. And in this realm, there's a realm called the Netherlands. The Netherlands is in and out in, in between time and space. It's neither here nor there. And I love that, Netherlands. And in the Netherlands, there's a library, the Netherlands Library. And when you look out the window or you see the landscape, it's this infinite maze of courts and, you know, little stone circles. And in this maze, a labyrinth, and you walk into each court. In each court is a, a fountain, and each fountain has a statue, and each statue is different, representing the, uh, the dimension of that portal. And of course, the Earth portal is um, Gaia, a, fem- you know, a human female. 
And so when they jump into the water of the fountain, it's not the fountain that's the power, it's the water is, is the magic. When they resurface, they come out into that dimension. They In the show, it's a little weird, but in the book, it describes it as when they, re, when they jump in the water and they resurface, it's kind of like, um, like a respawn in a video game where you just appear in that, in that dimension. And it's, it's crazy because the one magician that could travel, he takes people there. And it's a maze, you know, follow me up, down, left, right, uh, across the courts. Don't get lost. If you get lost, you're screwed. If you fall into, a, if you accidentally fall into a portal, into a water portal fountain, uh, you know, bye, we can't, we're never going to find you. <laughs> and there's certain water portals are closed off, which is kind of crazy. And they find out that um, as they're traveling through this maze, there's pirates in there looking for like a uh, easy loot, <laughs> easy people, you know, humans that <laughs> don't, don't know what they're doing. Right? And it, like, that's us, right? We're, we're just now kind of learning about this stuff. So yeah, if we jump into another portal, you know, we're easy, we're easy pickings, right? For the, for the um, higher level people to get us easy loot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, very, uh, very dungeons and dragons there with like sort of the, the astral <laughs> realm and uh, where, where you would expect like astral natives or, you know, dimensional natives in that sense to be, uh, you know, old hats when it comes to th that type of travel and things to avoid and being able to spot a rookie instantly. I mean, you would think that, uh, th think about uh, different dimensions in terms of, it could be anything, uh, time or space, up or down, sideways, every, every, mix it all together. And maybe it's, um, you know, breathable plasma in all directions. And maybe it's yeah. not hot. Maybe it's just uh, sort of like you're swimming in like jello. And so clearly if you, you like appeared into this play, this pay, um, space, if I can say it through this water portal, uh, you would be like a fish out of water, except you would be a human in the plasma sink. You know what I mean? So, so clearly like a native of that space would spot you like instantly and be like, what, what is this? So well, you, you don't belong here, you know, that type of stuff. So, I mean, it is a <laughs> super, super science fiction, you know, uh, even fantasy realm type stuff uh, with, with uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later. I don't know if you've ever read Dragonlance, but they, they sort of have that, um, you know, Fizbin, the, the, the and never mind spoilers for an old, old, old book, but it's uh, it, they definitely have this 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 place that's sort of uh, in between spaces, like you're describing, sort of like a a I'm not sure what you would call it, uh, like a sort of like a limbo, but it's it's not quite so dire as a limbo for spirits. It's just more of like a space between spaces, and it's nondescript, and it's like like a blank canvas, and it goes in all directions, and you're just there, just like just jump into the water portal, and boom, here you are, pretty wild stuff. Yeah, I would call it like a nexus. And I think if we are going to try to, you know, make contact and, and travel between dimensions, I think our first goal should be to try to find this nexus. That way we can travel in between any of the worlds. Um, and yeah, th this fantasy is just fiction. Uh, but there is parts where like they do jump in the portals, they like go into all sorts of dimensions and, and find all the different things. Um, one of the things I want to talk about in, uh, in that show, uh, the way they communicate 
it's pretty funny. The way they communicate is they use rabbits, like bunnies. And so, like, I tell the bunny, like, tell Mike this. And then I let go of the bunny, of the rabbit, and it, like, disappears. And then, like, in your dimension, you would get the rabbit, and it'd be like, Matt needs help. The rabbit would tell you my message. <laughs> That's why. So, so like the so like the rabbit consciousness is like tied together and can communicate through. Uh, I mean, but that, but that's the same thing in terms of like the typewriter, right? It's just like a different uh, yeah, yeah. different mechanism. That's what, yeah, that's what I was going with it. Uh, it's like the typewriter, but yeah, they use rabbits to communicate in between the dimensions. Uh, I think this stuff is is I love talking about it because it's just expands my mind. But it is unfathomable what what we what what could happen. We don't know. What we don't know. So yeah, and, yeah, first ahead, contact. Sorry. Oh, it's just just first contact. What would that look like? That would change the world forever. Yeah, it, uh, again, dimensional contact too. Like that's yeah, that's the wild stuff. Like yeah, like we're not like we're talking about an entire other universe with its own ecosystems and whatnot, and planets and worlds, and I mean probably. I mean we don't know, but. But yeah, wild stuff. Uh, what do you think about the idea of ritual? Do you think that this is something we've been able to do through meditative um, altered states for forever as humans? Or do you think this is a more technological CERN sort of thing? Or as usual, do they merge? Uh, yeah, I think this, the technology is getting crazy and we don't know. We don't even know what they're doing. Said uh, it could have happened. It could happen any time. It could have already happened. We don't know. We, we wouldn't know if it uh but back to the rituals well you have the dmt world and, and the mushrooms and all that we talk about that all the time kind of um dropping the veil and maybe seeing these worlds and you also have like the shamanic journeys and stuff i don't think it's really dimensions um as far as this dimension to that dimension I think it might be more like dreams kind of thing, like the astral realm, the spirit realm. It, these could be other dimensions that we're just experiencing somehow, uh, seeing through that veil into those into those next dimensions. But if there's infinite, then that you know, there it goes. I, if there's a, a dimension where anything that if it's infinite dimensions, anything can happen, will happen, or has happened then the possibilities are endless. Uh, think of what the, the implications could be. Exactly right. Which is why we talk about it, why we think about it, because who really knows? Maybe, maybe we are uh, sort of have one foot in that world all the time and just don't realize it. Maybe we're just too dense and uh, lower frequency. See what I did there? And maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe, maybe we have been that antenna all along. I do like the, uh, the rabbits there, and uh, Derek's got a great point. It says, uh, rabbits can navigate the portal rabbit holes. Haha, uh-huh. and Alice in Wonderland oh, bringing messages. Yeah, and Alice there in Wonderland go. bringing messages from Hatter to the to the Mad Hatter to Alice. Yeah, it, maybe, maybe this is a thing. Maybe it's a thing. Fantastic stuff. What else you got for us tonight, my man? Uh, I was gonna say, I was thinking of it too. Like we talk about music and how the dimensions might work. Are we can you kind uh, of help me explain an octave? How an octave works. Uh, so in music you have the scales, the notes, but there's also like E sharp and E flat. 
uh, the octaves go up and down. Maybe this is how these uh, these alternate dimensions work. Just to th- throw that out there. Yeah, like like sort of a, a fractal of a sound because uh, that's what it is. It's it's the the frequencies and they're higher, but they resonate at the same frequency. So that note, that E flat or whatever it's going to be, can be uh, sort of in in that nice human tone where we you know it resonates with us, but. Uh, that that tone can also also go high or low enough to where it uh, moves outside of our ability to hear it, and then of course be inspired or understand it at all by it. And so that's where this maybe I guess fractal audio is is possible in terms of ritual too. By the way, I'm glad you brought up audio in this sense because uh, they say that a lot of that stuff, the chanting and the drums, are specifically done to sort of uh, bring out this altered state through. Um, audio through through literal music uh, and music as magic, right? Yeah, and you have that song uh, from the sound of music. So a deer, it's explaining the um, the scales, the notes, and it goes like do a deer, a female deer. It goes through all the notes. At the end, it goes, um, and at the end, it goes back. It goes back to do, right? It, um. It goes up. So maybe we're in the lower frequency of this reality, of this universe, and there's as scales on a, on a music go up, the next octave, even though it's the same note, it's the next octave up or down. down. And yes. I think maybe that's, that's why I explained those uh, things. Um, and shout out to Kelly. Yeah, shout out to Kelly for um, finding that video about the guy on Art Bell talking about, um, he was talking about alternate dimensional beings. And uh, that video, I found it a long time ago in like the 90s when computers were new. And that's the video that got me into all this stuff that, I'm, that we're talking about tonight that, that I like to talk about these alternate dimensions. Uh, so shout out to him for finding that video because I couldn't find it. And so. Um, go watch that Art Bell video. It's it's a trip. He's talking about alternate. Uh, he's talking about beings in all in uh, different dimensions, and that's what got me into all this. That video. Amen. Nice, nice uh, circular uh, time uh, time revisitation. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Thanks, thanks, Mike. Have a good night. Hey, always a pleasure. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Uh, that's Matt in California. Tell Lacey I said hi, and uh, you guys have a great one. Appreciate it very much. Good night. Uh, I'll, now take it easy. That's uh, that's Matt. That's Matt, a good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Uh, brilliant in many ways. Uh, I do like the the octaves as uh, audio fractal, and uh, well, maybe at the right frequency at the right time and the right state of mind, maybe will allow you to travel dimensionally. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Let's wrap it up. Let's go. Uh, let's go to APOC in Oklahoma. What's up, my friend? You are on troubled minds. Go right ahead. Well, I'm I'm not muted, so um, everything uh, everything sound okay. Everything's in its right place. Go right ahead. Okay, there are puppies. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> imagine I, mean, I was talking about spin the other day or yesterday. Um, that everything spins. Everything uh, that is energy, energetic, or frequency based resonates with a back and forth and in motion that creates a circle and so there's a spin so 
<clears throat> imagine that spin, that, that circle being a point, and that point encapsulating everything that exists. And that point <laughs> can have, could have multiple positions. So um, let's say we are just one uh, atom that has throughout space-time positioned itself in different places, and that's what creates everything that exists. That's, that's one theory, actually. But what if in sort of imagining that point as being everything that exists, we can imagine everything enfolding on itself and working as working as itself in a mechanistic way or a mechanism puppies <laughs> in a in a mechanism that interacts as a body does so that when one uh, when one motion happens there is this gradient flow this gradient as uh, as Matthew was actually stating <clears throat> there's this gradient leveling of frequency of vibration or circular energy that is interacting in a way that is so intimate that we can't even fathom how it is that we actually touch everything that exists as we breathe. <laughs> you know, and and it's like I think that we're so close to everything and we're so interactive with all that exists that that is from one angle how it, how it is. So we breathe and we're breathing in the beginning and the, the everything of the universe. You're breathing my breath, I'm breathing uh, Gandhi's breath, we're, and we're breathing out another aspect of the fractal or another level of the gradient. Uh, levels and layers of what exists as one thing, as a mechanism, as a um, as <laughs> all that that exists and is, and and we contemplate this from a position of separation. You know, we look at this from a position of division and divisiveness, and believe and look at it from a from a perspective. Oh, got him here. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, puppies. We got puppies going on. <laughs> Not just that, but but, but the, the boy is trying to do the girl again, but she's not having any of it. So uh -oh. that's, fight. Uh, that's fight, where fight, we're fight. at right now. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. But, but it's, it's, I mean, it's just so, I look at things from sort of both angles. So, you know, we have this separatist view and this sort of uh, just uh, this separate position that connects to the mechanism and through the mechanism. But also, the mechanism is not only within us, but it's outside of us, and it's in both positions at once. And that can be a way to kind of see superposition or see entanglement in a way that 
for me works. You know, it's like, we're not just in it. We are it, you know, and if we are both of those things and all of those things at once, to some degree in the mechanistic view in the way that the workings of things are right then we can actually look at it from both positions and we can see that we are not only just this individual little ant uh crawling around doing doing its thing but we're also what started everything and we're also what exists within and as everyone and everything around us. So, wow, you know, so we're, lo- we're looking at these things from all these different angles for maybe a reason, you know, maybe, maybe it's in pondering these, these elements of ourselves, these levels of, of layers of gradient mechan- mechanisms of frequency that we live as and work in and with that actually position us in a place of 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 gaining that level of the fractal that never existed before that that expands that fractal of of gaining that um that novelty you know, because we're able to look at these things, and if we can see what's there, then we can see what could be there that's not. If that makes sense. Yeah, sounds sounds quite a bit like the shamanic journey and sort of those altered states of consciousness. And it doesn't have to be you know hallucinogens. It could be meditation. It could be uh, all those things, or, or mm-hmm. different even for different people. And so. I don't know. I, I, it's, it sounds like it is it's sort of the eternal chase for the human, the human spirit, the human mind, the human soul, dare I say. Uh, and whatever all that means, I, I don't know. As usual, you know me. I'm not the answers guy, but I think it is fascinating yeah. to consider all the, all the, uh, all the, the, the possibilities, 100%. Uh, got about a minute Absolutely. left, and we're going to wrap it. So, so what else you got? Amazing stuff per usual. Well, um, enjoy the journey, I suppose. And and you know i i find myself trapped in little microcosms every once in a while and it's it's important for me and it might help other people to to step into something we haven't thought of before to step into something you haven't contemplated before and last week it was uh the idea was that everything is brand new every day and so all I have to look at from that position, if that's how I'm perceiving life at the moment, is contemplating what do I have that I can work with from this point on and, and just kind of be MacGyver and negotiate everything <laughs> from the position of all things being brand new. And what do I have around me that I, I can do right now that can function as 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 that in my world right now how can i be effective in this moment and that actually helped me along that uh, last week <laughs> with just having that one little thought and yeah it's good it's good how one one little thought in sort of that uh, fractal frequency sort of way can change everything and uh yeah. you know your, your mindset and everything around you it's 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 a good thing it's a very good thing i'm, I'm glad we're uh, we've got the space to talk about this stuff because just changing your mind sometimes changes the world and uh it's, it's an important concept to not forget always a pleasure apoc uh we're wrapping uh 
Apoc here, a good friend of mine, good friend of the show. Please give her a follow. She's got the Apocalypse Tau podcast. Links in the description. Troubledminds.org forward slash friends. Please give her a follow. As we finish, we're uh, getting off the radio here. I'll go for a little bit long and just uh, just tell you about how to help. Thanks for listening. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. And then you get off the radio and then just continue and finish uh, for the podcast and everywhere else. Uh, shout out to the podcast feed. A uh, lot, a lot of people interested in listening out there. I see you guys. I see you. Uh, even though uh, you don't get to join us live, you, you obviously enjoy these conversations. So shout out podcast feed. And uh, if you want to help the show, look, there are a number of ways. Don't forget that uh, troubledminds.org forward slash friends. I can't say it enough. Uh, follow APOC there. Follow everybody that makes the show go. It's not just me. It's an amazing collective of people that, as you can tell, are super interested in what reality means as a human person. And it's uh, fascinating when you consider it that way. What's up? What's up? Uh, let's roll it. And uh, if you want to help Troubled Minds, a lot of ways. Listen to the radio station. That's KUAP Digital Broadcasting. All the, all the social media stuff you can follow there. Spread the word about these conversations. We're not going to tell you who to vote for, nor do I care who you, who you vote for. We can still get along no matter what. And uh, that's just the way I see it. Uh, if you want to spend a little bit of money, you can do it on in this order because of the, the fees they take or whatnot. Uh, do it uh, Rockfin. Patreon, buy me a coffee, Twitch. Uh, you could also buy Trouble Minds merch at troubledfans.com. I see a couple of purchases the last uh, the day or two. Appreciate that very much. Uh, if you, you want to help and don't want to spend money or don't have money to spend, no problem. Like I said, spread the word. Let people know about these conversations. And the easiest way, the best way is to listen to the podcast feed. It's, it's monetized. It's got limited commercial interruption. There's over five years of Troubled Minds there, over 650 episodes. I can't even believe it myself. But uh, conversations very similar to this and all, all different manner of looking at the world in different ways. And that's that. As we finish, it is Troubled Minds Friday, which means there will be no show tomorrow. So you guys have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for making my world go around and uh, engaging your mind in these conversations, even if sometimes it seems like we're talking like we're cartoons or something. It doesn't matter to me. The concepts are the most important thing. So as we finish, it goes exactly like this. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. We'll see you guys on Sunday night, God willing.